0: Hey yo, say hello to the Book It Boy. Welcome to Book It a Wrestling Podcast where we book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your Commissioner of Hi-Fi Mike and today I'm your GM's Damone, D Money Allen.
1: Uh John, I hope your show's not like me.
2: A disappointment.
0: Primetime Travy T. John, I hope your
2: show is like me. Hard. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, actually, fudge. Well, actually my show's Yeah. Actually my show's like me. Sad.
0: <laughs> uh and as you hear it this week we are going to do bbw's second show which also, is yeah. a yeah. not, pay-per-view. Kenny's not here because he's a oh, not here yeah <laughs> he'll be here yeah you yeah, I mean, know what fucking time know. 9 p.m is even
3: though we So when you hear like the same four voices for an hour and then you randomly hear one that sounds like he smokes seven packs a day show up an hour <laughs> in uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck him all right <laughs> uh BBW. Beat beat up, yeah, beat up. Write it down. All right, so we'll he's go about to get move. stripped of the the
2: fucking Bucket Boy of the Year award and <laughs> get, and David Damone, who still hasn't missed a fucking day. The workhorse of T 13 three. workhorse.
3: Right he's right the workhorse champion. Or Travis All right, so, the PEMDIS champion. <laughs> uh, <if you laughs> have, the PEMDIS champion.
0: <laughs> if you haven't listened to the Bucket Verse yet, uh, and this is your first episode, I do hi- I highly recommend going back. I don't know if he's freezing or if I'm freezing. Uh, I'd recommend going back and listen at least to the beginning of this book adverse, or you can go back to other book adverses uh, and start there. Or you can start all the way the beginning, but I don't think I recommend that so much. I do. <laughs> listen to every single episode. Tonight. Is, for, that, forward, that's a, it's, it's a forward, wild ride, man, especially the forward beginning. Forward and
3: backward. The
0: Watch first... <laughs> The first 10 episodes are rough. If you can make it past that, you can make it past anything.
3: Like The Office.
0: Uh, all right. So, John, go ahead.
3: All right. So, um, hopefully, if you're going back, you skip my last show. It didn't go so great. But it was a New Year's Eve special um, on our weekly show, Malice on Monday. Well, Excuses. This, this show <laughs> is going to be a pay-per-view called st valentine's day massacre yes you recognize that from the late 90s i drafted that name um it is live from
0: <laughs> it's also a historic is oil this back. how you is this how you teach
3: no i i'm i'm, is, I'm fucking i'm fucking yelling what i'm teaching this I'm like, is north hey! dakota
0: it is the north <laughs> no no i'm the in Dakota's? there. Like, hey
3: this is what a representative democracy is <laughs> like i'm fucking like a drill sergeant in there um I gotta Don't be loud for one
0: fucking minute.
3: I'm like the size of a sixth grader. I have to be loud as shit for <laughs> the <to> listeners.
2: <laughs> He's in the same weight classes as students. <laughs> oh, my, the, the
3: eighth grade class I teach, half of them are bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in that fucking water, man. Uh, that wasn't in ours. Anyways, uh, the show's called Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. It's live from New Orleans, Louisiana. The theme song is "Funeral's Arrangements" by Ice Nine Kills. Go check that out on any streaming platform. Real nice and heavy. Uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor.
2: Not not a
0: sponsor. Just a recommendation. <laughs>
3: Just a recommendation. This is Wrong a show idea. for that. Uh, anyways, uh, we have the like the stage backdrop is created with like a lot of like uh, dead, wilted type trees and fog. It's kind of like the look of the arena for tonight. It's like a very like spooky type aesthetic, as you would predict. Um. So, let's just go straight into our first bill. Um, so, uh, the week after the New Year's Eve special where we left off, so this is one week later, uh, after the Persian Lions interrupted Ali, Mustafa Ali's interview on the New Year's special, the scheduled match between Mustafa Ali and Arya Davari takes place. Ali's uh, Ali decisively defeats Arya Divari. And immediately after, Sean Divari attacks him from behind while the Iron Sheik kneels down and starts screaming that Ali makes him sick. He continues, you want to cry about our culture? Here's something to cry about. Tell the internet about this. As he has the Daivaris holding him up, Sheik throws strikes to the, stomach, to the stomach, ending with a big running knee. They stomp him down as Sheik yells, you think you're better than us and those who came before you? We represent warriors, royalty, conquerors. It's you who needs the change, not us. How dare you say that our way is wrong when we've done nothing. When, excuse when you've done nothing. And then he says, we are gods compared to you and spits on his face and then uh, puts him in the camel clutch in the ring. So he's basically like, like, you know, like the hard cam, like close up, you can catch what they're saying mm-hmm. without mics. Like, he's like fucking yelling that in his face as they like beat him down. All right, so the next week, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali faces Sean DeVar, and Mustafa Ali is at a disadvantage with taped ribs. Um,
2: hey! That's gimmick infringement, brother.
3: <laughs> you know the Billy Kidman taped ribs. He's at a disadvantage <laughs> with taped ribs and getting jean shorts on. He got the fucking jorts. <laughs> getting beat down for the majority of the match. Despite this, he is much, uh, he's much more aware uh, despite attempts at distractions outside the ring. Ali is able to maintain focus and beat Sean Devari. Ali sees Sheik and Arya move towards the ring as as Sean is getting up on all fours. Ali jumps off his back and does a front flip to the outside onto the other two. So basically, like, Sean Devari is getting up after the match, and he sees that uh, Arya, Daivari, and Sheik are coming towards the ring, so he does, like, jumps off his back poetry motion style, does a front flip to the outside. Uh, Uh... They try to regroup and gang up on Ali, but Ali is ready, grabbing a chair from by the announced table and running them off. The next week, Stephen A. Smith has the Persian Lions backstage for an interview. Iron Sheik takes the mic from Stephen A. Smith and says, Mustafa Ali, you may have weaseled your way through two matches, but that doesn't change the fact that you are an embarrassment to your wife, an embarrassment to your kids, an embarrassment to two different countries, and an embarrassment to this sport. You cry on the internet, you whine on our culture, and the real men are sick of hearing you. There's nothing we do in this ring, in this locker room, and in this industry that needs to be changed. What needs to be changed is you. The sensitivity, the God complex, the ego, they lead you to me, who is going to beat every bit of it out of you. And then Mustafa Ali approaches, holding the dented chair from the previous week. Uh, saying, I'm right here. Do it. Solve this problem that you have with me tonight, face-to-face. You could square up here, or in the ring, or at the Waffle House down the street. See, the truth is, Sheik, you hate me because I expose guys like you for what you are. Insecure and fake. Everything you say and do is a gimmick. None of this is the real you. You can flex for the cameras. You can talk your trash and you could preach about tradition, but we all see through it. The real you, Sheik, is dreading a match with me, knowing you'll lose. The real you knows your time is up. And Sheik says to him, laughing, You haven't earned the right the right to share a ring with me, pissant. You want a match with me? Beat both these guys in a handicap match tonight. And then they walk away. So the handicap match happened, and Mustafa Ali is able to keep up with both Davaris. He goes up for the 0 5 4, but, sh- uh, but sh- on uh, Arya, Sean distracts the ref, and Sheik pushes him off the turnbuckle to the outside, crashing into the barricade. So Mustafa Ali barely makes it back into the ring for the 10 count, and he's able to make a comeback, and in the process, drops the iron drop kicks. Iron Sheik off the apron into hitting his head on the announce table. Ali hits a flying double DDT. He stacks them on top of each other. Both Davari brothers hits an 054 on them both. And pins Sean for the win. He has now earned a singles match with the Iron Sheik. Following week, Mustafa Ali makes his an entrance and gets a mic, saying, "For the last month, the Persian Lions have attacked me, physically and verbally." They've said I'm a disgrace to their traditions. They've called me every name they could think of. They've even brought my family into it. This is the extent that they fear change. They know they can't keep up, and they know that they're going to get left behind. You saw that, when I beat the Davaris, one-on-one and at the same time. And now, I get to do the same to the Iron Sheik. Truthfully, I can't wait for this match any longer. It's men like the Iron Sheik, that hold us back. It's men like the Iron Sheik that get me side-eyed in public because they might think that I'm anything like him. He embodies a harmful stereotype that I have to deal with every day. I have to work three times as hard because of guys like you. Iron Sheik, you disgust me. Get your ass out here so I could show these fans who the better man is. Crowd gives big cheer for Ali. Uh, and Sheik shows up on the ballertron laughing. He says, I said, I said you'd get a match, but not tonight. Ali, you don't know what it's like to be an attraction, but I only wrestle for the bright lights and the big money. So maybe I'll check my calendar and see if I'm free at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But you might have to wait till Russell Palooza, and as he's saying this, um, the Davaris brothers slide in the, the ring. Um, sorry, I lost my place. They slide in the ring from behind and beat Mustafa Ali down, throwing him into the ring post. Hitting their finishers, which um, Mustafa's not Mustafa. Aria Davari's finishers, like a ripcord lariat, and uh, Sean Davari's is like a um, underhook DDT. But they hit their finishers, and then they tie Ali's arms into the ropes. They punch him in the stomach until, over and over and over until blood comes out of his mouth. Sheik laughs on the screen as this happens. And then uh, General Manager LeVar Ball runs out with security and a microphone, and he says, Listen good, Sheik. Open calendar or not. You will face Mustafa Ali on someday. Sunday. You show up, or your ass is fired. Now clear my damn ring. All right, and then uh, now we're to the pay per view. Um, a little bit of commentary before the match. Sorry, can
1: you repeat the last part again?
3: Yes. So uh, basically, uh, Ali's arms are tied up in the rope, and then the Davari brothers are punching the shit out of his stomach until blood comes out of his mouth. And then um, Lavar Ball comes out with security and says, "Iron Sheik, you're gonna face Mustafa Ali on Sunday." You show up or your ass is fired. Now clear the ring.
1: Okay, thank you. Mm.
3: So before the match, Skip notes the style difference and says that it benefits Iron Sheik. Sheik will slow the match down and beat you down. No frills in his style. While Shannon says he can't beat a guy he can't catch and that Ali's going to run circles around. Him. So now this is just for you, Kenny. I'm glad you made it. We got the attires. Uh, Mustafa Ali has purple and black lights on like the uh on the mask the vest and the glove wearing purple and black tights and then uh iron sheet comes out in black trunks with a white uh white camel and a black and white turban and a gold shawl on his shoulders and the davaris are wearing all black suits with gold chains all right so now we're to the match the spots i'm not doing bell to bell just spots um Ali walks up confidently and challenges Sheik to a test of strength. Sheik acts like he's going to do it, but throws a nasty elbow to the head instead. Uh, Sheik whips him off the ropes and hits a rolling power slam, kind of like the Randy Orton-style one. Uh, He chokes Ali on the ground, uh, calling him pathetic, before uh, hitting a knee drop off the ropes. As Ali gets up, uh, Sheik runs off the ropes and kicks him in the throat with the pointed toe of his boot. Remember, Iron Sheik got them pointy toe boots. Uh, Sheik hoists Ali up and does a border toss into the turnbuckle before flexing into the crowd. Well, flexing for the crowd, excuse me. Uh, Mustafa Ali does a reverse cross body into a tornado DDT, but gets caught and hit with a gut wrench suplex. Sheik goes for a pin. Uh, with a foot on the chest, 1.5 Uh Sheik slaps Ali as he gets up, and then Ali returns with a punch to the mouth, following it with a flurry as the crowd cheers him to his feet. As they're both getting up, Sean Devari jumps up to the apron. Uh, Ali runs him off. Arya does so on the adjacent side. Ali goes to run him off, but then Sheik chop blocks him and starts to stomp on him. The ref gets Sheik off him and sends the divaris to the back. Uh Sheik goes for a big haymaker, but Ali ducks and super kicks his lights out. Falls onto him for a pin, two count. Uh Ali goes to the apron, rolls to the ropes and hits the like an X Factor style face buster. Follows that with a pin attempt. Excuse me, follows that with a lion's salt and then a pin attempt for a two.
4: Uh
3: Ali waits for Sheik to get up and goes for a reverse Rana from behind, but Sheik holds the legs and hits a reverse Alabama slam into the turnbuckle. Uh, Sheik goes to the other side of the ring for a corner shoulder tackle, but Ali moves. Sheik hits the post hard and falls to the outside. Ali runs on the bar- uh, goes to the outside of the ring, runs along the barricade and front flips onto Sheik. He tosses Sheik into the ring, but Sheik gets up as he climbs into the apron. Uh, Ali kicks him in the head, like kind of like that uh, rope in Ziguri where you like, throw your leg up and kick him in the head, and then hits a head scissors DDT onto the apron. Uh, he pulls Sheik into the corner, climbs the rope, and then hits the 0 5 4 to get the 1 2 3. And Mustafa Ali wins the match.
1: Okay um i'll go first i didn't have anything like issues or anything with it the match was good um and the build i like i like the fact that you did the implications of um ali pretty much saying you're like the racial angle kind of like hmm. but it's very subtle um so i like it i'm gonna give you a five let's go that's how we start off, baby.
0: Mike, I didn't have any problems with it, but I wasn't excited about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a four. I'll take that. All right, so.
2: I'm I'm not gonna like shred you here, so like don't get too too worried. But I'm gonna be look like the hater compared to these two. That, that means you're uh, too. I'll, I'll tell, I just I'll, shred I'll, you, but here's you too. I'll, I'll
3: take a light Travis roast. i it.
2: <laughs> so a couple of things. Um right. One, I don't like that. Like you and Damone are the two that I think could use Iron Cheek the best, mm. and I don't think you did here. Okay. I think you kind of went a little bit too. Um. I don't know. Iron Sheik is, to me, is the fucking maniac. The You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck the Hulk Hogan and go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're Twitter. thinking like
3: Twitter Iron Sheik. Yeah, yeah, and that's what
2: I wanted from from your brand, especially. I see that. So, I, I'm not, like, dinging you for this. It's just comments. No, yeah, I get it. What's up, most It's funny that you say that me and him could use Sheik the best, because I <laughs> traded him Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, like... I just didn't see – I would see this fitting on anybody else's show. It just doesn't feel right on yours. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because of how you built your rapport with it, us. It's like not. reputation,
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it this way just because he's a little bit older. He's not like old Iron Sheik, but he's like later into his career. So he's like yeah. the draw at this point. You know what I mean? So he's like using yeah. his name power to his advantage. And I get that. And I kind of like the I, – I
2: like the, the gimmick of them together. It was just a little bit deflating not to get the fucking maniac oh, Iron yeah. Cheek. Um I don't I don't particularly think that Iron Cheek and Mustafa Ali's chemistry would go good. Your spots were okay. It was but I don't
3: think that they're gonna be mesh yeah. as well as we we think they're going to. I had him work in a powerhouse style instead of like a slow methodical style. So I had yeah. him just throwing him the fuck around to kind of make yeah, that.
2: Yeah. And that's why like I think you what you made it work um i think there's another thing i was gonna say oh i was very uninterested in this like throughout the build it was very it was almost coming off as of, like boring to be honest but i i think that's due to delivery issues not necessarily product yeah i have done
3: this in a while it felt yeah, weird to like, start you're just you're just I was like
2: talking you're not yeah. really like getting in character and you're not like keeping me engaged i got you uh, i'm gonna give you a 3.6 5 five. I'll take that. I feel like you had a had a good a good little thing here, but there was there's a few things that I would have changed. Yeah. I, I also did. feel like it was predictable. Like we yeah. knew Mustafa Ali was going to win as soon as this like the first sentence came out of your mouth, I knew Mustafa Ali was winning this match.
3: That's fair. Um. Yeah. But the delivery issues are real, though. I like I'm getting back into the groove of doing this. So yeah. I just feel no, weird, kind of like yelling at my computer. So um all right, let's go on to our next match. Uh, so I'm gonna give the, the bill before the matchup.
0: Oh, it's for everybody listening, Kenny's
3: here. Hey. Can he just finished his seven <laughs>
1: pack of cigarettes.
3: Yeah. Uh, w- w- Mom, <laughs> when you listen to the beginning <laughs> of this him uh, we did shoot promos. I called yeah, we, did shoot. yeah, we 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 went uh Samoa Joe. Uh, <laughs> <we never, laughs> that's poor taste. Never mind, never mind. It's right. real poor taste. You get started,
2: uh, I'll be right back.
3: All right. Wait, wait, why is it
2: poor taste to say when Samoa Joe? Oh, because
3: Samoa Joe's uh like shoot promo that I was referring to was one that was actually on Scott Hall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, uh on Fair an episode enough. of Malice, ODB is in the carry catering. Wait, area. should we hit should we hit an ad since Mike yeah, just ran away? Yeah, uh
2: yeah,
4: so- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vision <laughs> of sex, yes.
5: Vision, yes. Of sex.
6: <laughs> Vision of ODB If you like yeah. it dirty Your body and the bodies you're loving deserve nothing but the best. Organic Lovin' is the only adult subscription box that includes eco-friendly body products from body-safe adult toys to sex-positive books and erotic seminars. Organic Lovin's online store has everything you and your partner or partners could ever need to heat things up. And right now, your friends at T13 Media want to take 10% off of your next order. Just go to OrganicLovin.com and use promo code T-1-T-H-R-E-E like the sound the bed makes when you check out Organic Lovin. Love organically, purely, deeply, boldly.
5: Yawn. I'm tired. I think I need a raise energy
0: drink. We of raise energy drinks. We of raise energy drinks. Are
6: you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not, because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada. Raze has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Raze right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE for 15% off of your next order of better, tastier energy.
5: Thank you, Rep Sports. That was amazing. I'm going to go get that now
3: so <laughs> convincing yeah you sound like my promos <laughs> <laughs> he does sound like your promos hey, I,
2: Actually, I, I'll be you, he
3: had a little bit more charisma than
2: you did in yeah. your promos
3: listen i done this in a cool minute i felt kind of weird going into it i was he, like oh damn said, i'm doing this now like, he, he, you know he know.
2: was reading his iron cheek he said mustafa ali I'll to be fair last time i like you're like, a your disappointment to your family if I did his to voice, me. Travis, you know <laughs> yeah, what you'd be li, saying. Ravioli, give me
3: the formuoli, Travis. You know what I, you'd be saying if I did his voice. <laughs> I was being careful. You could do something. You can fucking. Do I was scared of trying to do that voice. <laughs> you
5: sounded like you sounded like Plankton's wife. Is that what you're saying? you saying
2: Did you hold on? Did you at any point, did, Kenny? Did you write down the scores? Because I did not.
5: I I, I remember them. Okay, oh. good.
4: Did
1: you? Oh.
2: Damn, Travis. This, you have one did fucking you? job. Shut up. <laughs> Did you at any point have Iron Cheek spit on Mustafa Ali? He did. Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. Because <laughs> if all you right. didn't, you were
3: losing the penny. <laughs> a no, penny. A penny. He spit on <laughs> Uh Anyways, on an episode of Malice, the one following the New Year's Eve special. This is where most of mine is going to start. It's going to be a four-week bill following that New Year's Eve special, so they're mostly all going to start there. Uh, ODB is eating some Arby's in the catering area. I'm talking some fucking sloppy-ass beef and cheddar ass, you know? Like, nah,
0: he's eating a beef and cheddar
3: meal. You like, a point for
0: that. Out of lunch. all the things he could be eating at Arby's, you not mean beef and she? Cheddar. Uh yeah. It, oh,
2: ODB yeah. the wrestler, not ODB the
0: rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there
2: was the a wrestler.
3: Man, you didn't watch TNA back in the good old days. Uh, anyway, what
2: what's her name? One dirty bitch. Uh yeah, uh, yeah old, I think old old that's what it says. is. That no, was one dirty bitch. It is,
3: yeah. yeah. Um uh, she's just going primal on this sandwich. uh anyways, uh Lacey Evans comes up and says, That is so nasty. A classy woman would never eat such filth. And then oh, he... question. Yes. Is she does she have uh
0: curly fries or crinkle fries?
3: Curly fries, you know, all that. right, that's the only right answer. jamoka shakes the whole <laughs> fucking meal. Who to <laughs> you gets, gets, if you get regular they, fries, the RV, somebody, <laughs> somebody,
0: somebody must be buying them. Well, no,
3: they, they do it as a, a formality, that's the only reason they have them. No, the like,
0: Cripple <laughs>
2: Cup fries be busting. I ain't gonna lie to you. It, no, it, no, no it's an now RV.
3: we know which motherfucker gets they,
0: they, they, they <laughs> it. I'll never know if they're busting because I'm getting curly. Yeah, I'm going to Arby's and getting friendly fries. Well
2: I went there the, they gave me one for they gave me like what is that the snack size? I worked there and I can't fucking remember, but the, the smallest version they give them to you for free when they they have like promos and I got them one time.
3: It's because they couldn't get rid of them.
2: <laughs> I <can>, get <laughs> no one, I, 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 I one of these.
3: <laughs> Those are probably like three day old <laughs> fries. Uh anyways, ODB responds with their mouthful saying, You know what else is nasty? Ew. Losing Alita in five minutes at New Year's Revolution. And then Lacey smacks the sandwich out of her hand. And ODB yells at her, That was $8, bitch! (laughs) Starts whooping her ass against the wall. Uh, The locker room breaks it up until ODB throws a whole jamocha shake at Lacey Evans, getting her fucking covered in that shit. Uh, On the next episode, they show a replay of this in the locker room. As Lacey Evans is in the back with Stephen A. Smith for an interview. And he says, "Uh, I am here with the always classy, never nasty, sassy Southern (laughs) Belle. Sassy Southern Belle, Lacey Evans. Now, Lacey, I got to ask, why did you feel the need to approach ODB last week? Is there there something I'm missing? And uh, Lacey answers, truth be told, (laughs) Stephen. I'm not sitting as pretty in this women's division as I once was. Word around here was saying that I had gone soft. I, I hate I, Lacey Evans' voice. I know. I'm trying to, like, replicate <laughs> she it. Sounds she sounds like she owns like, slaves. <laughs> she <laughs> does. sound like she owns slaves. <laughs> I, I
5: do declare...
0: Yeah. yeah, but we, I, I'm giving him. He's keeping me captivated. So. What's the what's the cartoon
3: <laughs> character? The fucking giant chicken. Foghorn. No, not Fog, Fog, oh, yeah, Foghorn yeah. Leghorn. Yeah, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn. We do not disparage
2: the <laughs> good name of Foghorn. <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn is the best fucking
3: luchik. He was racist too. <laughs> he's he's racist. Racist. Yeah, racist too. He's not racist. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking racist. He's not racist.
1: He's just a
0: good Southern boy.
3: I don't even have a place to say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So racist. Uh, anyways, John's uh, a good he's, Southern boy. He's, yeah, he's part of the boys.
3: I know that my path back to the women's championship <laughs> is knocking out nasties with this women's right. Who nastier than ODB to make an example of? And no, Stephen no, A. Smith, no, Smith no, retorts, no, no, uh, no, "So let me get this straight: you start losing matches, and your response is to target some random women in the locker room? This didn't seem to work out too well for you last week." What's next? And Lacey says, What's next is ODB and I in that ring. Watch me handle this in under five minutes. The match takes place. You've been playing way too much 2K. Oh, you think, think you about just that beat fucking... Finn Balor, didn't you? No, no, this was based <laughs> <on that. laughs> I wrote this before that. <laughs> let Ballard me tell feud. you,
1: I had the same idea.
3: No, no this, <laughs> this is like my my story is not based on this. That was just a footnote. Because remember, uh, yeah. <laughs> Lacey Evans got whooped by Lee at New Year's. You could have been
0: like, but you could have made it like seven minutes or eight mean. or well, five minute increment is pretty five common. Yeah, but seven you want to
3: say is very random. If you want to say like you did something in a short amount of time, five just... minutes is your go to.
0: Just do it just so, so you short amount of time
3: play. challenge. So you play 2K, haven't you? <laughs> Yes, That's it's consumed I mean. my entire life, Mike. What's your fucking point? <laughs> uh, so, uh, where was I? Uh, the match takes place, and as it gets to the four-minute mark, Lacey starts getting desperate. She tries to get a pin with the, the foot on the ropes, but ODB kicks out. She then removes a turnbuckle. But she takes too long as ODB gets up and hits the dirty dozen, which is where she smashes her head into the turnbuckle 12 times. She hits the dirty dozen onto the exposed turnbuckle uh, and then monkey flipping her to the middle of the ring and getting the win. The following week. Wait, wait, wait. She went with a monkey flip? So I hate that. She had just exposed turnbuckle 12 times in the head beforehand because that's the dirty dozen if she does the 12 smashes and then the monkey flip. Yeah. Ex- exposed turnbuckle. Twelve times. And then she pinned her. Yes. Exposed okay. turnbuckle. Twelve I got, times. I gotta be
2: honest with you, with you. You're losing a penny off that.
3: I'll take it for a penny, but if I lost a dollar for that, I'd be shooting. Because it's <laughs> exposed 12 buckle. Tur- 12, bucks. 12 buckle. 12 <laughs> Exp- <laughs> buckle. Exposed turnbuckle 12 times. <laughs> Motherfuckers be like in uh, SmackDown vs. Raw going to red after one. Um. <laughs> Anyways. The week after, uh, ODB approaches.
0: <laughs> I'm cool with the monkey flip. You're not. You're, how much did he take off for? A penny. I'm gonna add two pennies.
3: <laughs> no, okay, he's gonna I'll take
0: off. I'll take off a nick. No,
3: don't. The auction. No. Right, well, don't, I'm don't, gonna don't,
0: add. Mike, no, money.
3: stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him take gonna, the penny. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna add ten points.
3: You're gonna. You're gonna make it a fucking dollar. I'm taking stop. off a quarter. God damn it. <laughs> oh, Mike. I'm
0: adding fifty. I'll take off five, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to give you a five now.
5: God damn! All because of a damn turnbuckle spot. Yeah.
3: that <laughs> <It> was <laughs> a monkey
2: a, flip
5: spot. Let's just off it off off. Was, no, it
3: was flip 12 times an exposed turnbuckle before the monkey flip. Anyway. Hey,
2: hey, Kenny, 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 before, before you go I don't John, know what's wrong. How do you, you, you like that couch? So what? How you like the couch? We love it. We love it. Glad to hear. That's me. just another satisfied customer. If you two want to be a satisfied customer, you are not sponsoring
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> Buy furniture from Travis. Go to his social media, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Do you deliver it in...
2: Uh yeah, actually, I think we do.
3: <laughs> you deliver to oh, Oklahoma
2: City? I think we can make yeah, I think we can ship stuff now. Oh, hell yeah. It just costs more.
3: Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, I was expecting a you no. Know. Um, I was saying, like, Well, DJW came to Oklahoma City. <laughs> now you gotta get a couch now. You fucked yeah, up. Yeah, now I, now I gotta fuck buy something. Get one
1: pillow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and say, Travis sold me this shit. Did uh, they commission? Anyways, the week after, ODB approaches Lacey in the back and says, Got anything to say to me now? And Lacey says, Yes, actually, I do. You may have gotten lucky last week, but you're still <laughs> inferior to me. Quite wait, wait, very... wait, 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 Do you hey, remember hey,
5: Smackdown Smith- was hey. Raw 2006? And the was yeah. like, by the way, boys, <laughs> welcome to the square." A... That's me, what it sounds yeah. like.
2: It, it's it's uh, Lacey Evans. Do you remember last week? Pepperidge Farm remembers. See, I'm thinking, member you berries. Also, you also, Loki, sound like you want to ask them if they have a popsicle
3: or if they want a popsicle. Oh my God, you're making you want
4: a popsicle. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> hey,
3: this what sounds like first he sounds match. I said I had delivery <laughs> issues. Now I'm trying to deliver, and you criticize the rapping. Make no, up your fucking mind. It,
0: man. I'm here for it. Make you up your fucking mind.
3: What you do, so. I'm here for I know. it. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not falling asleep during it. this build, so I'm here for it. All right. Quite frankly, you're not as good at as me at anything. Next week, I'll prove that in our rematch. And uh, she walks away. The following week, they have their rematch on malice on the Malice before St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And that ends with Lacey getting brass knuckles from her tights and hitting ODB with the women's right with the brass knuckles. Uh, she gets the pin and quickly leaves the ring. When she gets to the ramp, ODB is using the corner to get up, as she says, into a mic she got handed. Brass knucks, huh? Classic. Listen. If you want to bring the streets to the ring, all you got to do is let a bitch know. So how about this? Me and you, Sunday, street fight? BYOB. What? Can you handle that, princess? Lacey nods. As she was goes there a the question? Dirt. Was she asking her?
0: Right. Was she challenging her or she asking her?
3: Both. <laughs> You gotta get the consent. You know
2: what? You know what? You get. To, you just got your penny back.
0: That's that's a rod. That was. Is it like a teleprompter and it was changed? No, I. I, I, so, so I, still I was trying to like.
3: It? I was trying to give it like a talking to yourself kind of. Sound, I guess. Um. Anyways. What's the B and BYOB? Like a, second one. A
2: rhetorical.
1: It, Bring it, your
3: own bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your own brass nuts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I Ew. like bring your own bitch feather. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate them both,
2: to be honest with you.
3: Anyways, the attire is Kenny's favorite part. Uh, it
2: should be bring your own bilingual championship. Bilingual <laughs> championship.
3: <laughs> Long division championship. <laughs> uh, Long division of Western Hemisphere. I thought I'm in class. <laughs> you are. You're getting schooled, motherfucker. Uh <laughs> for real. ODB comes out in some ripped jeans, a yellow bandana, and a rhinestone tank top that says ODB on it, looking like a rock of love girl she always has. Uh, standard them titties. With a, them titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, got the, she has a black backpack on as well. Lacey Why Evans. She got a backpack. Come. Backpack. You'll see. You'll see. Backpack. Backpack. Everybody. <laughs> let's go. You'll, you'll see. All right. And Lacey Evans comes out <laughs> in a red polka dot 50 style dress and a large purse. Uh so, start the know, match. Rockstar's
2: blood about to jump out that backpack and say, I
5: don't have that <laughs> money. needs to jump out that backpack. Out backpack Not- I'm giving you five. five Lacey Evans bought no, no, El Torito. That backpack,
0: <laughs> that backpack needs to be full of Arby's classic.
3: Fucking <laughs> <Plug> <laughs> beef and cheddar melts. Nothing yeah. but Cully fries. No, no, if it's Lacey Evans, she's getting them crinkle cuts. She's the only person to get that shit with Travis. With, with no wrappers in it.
5: With no wrappers on a beef and cheddars. Just let it. I want to. Oh my God. Not They've been been sandwich in there. <laughs> They've been sitting out in the sun for two days? Yes.
3: <laughs> Man. Uh, that, I'll tell you right now, that's
2: disgusting. That's beef and
3: mold. It won't mold. Yeah. Not, it won't. Oh yeah,
2: days. it's just not, it's food. not molding. <laughs> no, Arby's is real meat. is real food, but mold doesn't develop that fast. It'll That's just fair. be yeah. yeah I was gonna say, she's gonna <laughs> okay,
1: Mister <laughs> Health Inspector.
2: I mean, I, I'm cert- state certified. I'm state there trained and as a proctor. So. It's
3: Ohio. I don't give a fuck. Uh, anyways.
2: <laughs> you're in Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, you're somehow you're in worse. Red,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not from Oklahoma. Fuck you. Sweet <laughs> home Oklahoma. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the South arise again. Uh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was a joke. Uh-oh. Clip it. Jamal <laughs> won't clip it. <laughs>
5: that's,
1: that's, a,
3: that's it. A
5: good
1: yeah, I'm definitely not clipping that out. That's <laughs> <there>.
3: <laughs> Anyways, uh start the match. ODB takes a swig from her flask and spits it in Lacey's face and then follows it with a running STO. Uh she pulls a chain out from the backpack. And she, like, wraps it around, like, her head like her head, and throws her with it. Uh, Lacey crawls to the edge of the ring and reaches into her purse that's sitting on the outside. She pulls out some pepper spray and sprays ODB in the face with it. Um, she then tosses ODB outside the ring and the brawl goes around the ring. And then ODB hits the Dirty Dozen onto the barricade. Uh, so that's 12 <laughs> times. To the barricade. Uh, and then uh, later on, Lacey Evan. Uh, well, actually, not long afterwards, Lacey Evans super kicks ODB over the barricade into the crowd. Uh, Lacey hits a double jump moonsault off the barricade. Uh, as they get towards the ring later in the match, uh, Lacey gets out a chair and cracks ODB in the head. And then she uh, they get set into the ring and she sets up the chair for a triple jump moonsault, as you know how Sabu does it. Uh, but as she gets to the top rope on the third jump, Uh, ODB got up and um, shoves her off of the rope to the outside of the ring and she goes flying and hits her head to the outside. So basically Lacey Evans jumps on the chair, jumps up to the top rope, and then ODB shoves her off and she goes to the outside. Um, uh, ODB reaches into her backpack and pulls out some tacks, dumping them onto the ring. And as she starts to leave the ring to get Evans, she gets hit with a brass knuckle women's right. Uh, Lacey goes in the ring for the pin, but ODB gets the foot on the bottom rope. Lacey starts arguing with the ref for a solid minute, long enough for ODB to tap her on the shoulder, lift her up, and hit a follow away slam into the tacks. And then she'll follow that up with a pin for the one, two, three.
0: That wasn't bell-to-bell, was it? Was it just no, spots? That no, that was just was spots.
3: Before. I never do bell-to-bell. All right. What was the match type again? Street fight. So,
2: was
0: it in the street?
2: No, it was or not in the ring? street. But go, go, they, they
0: were wearing
3: me, street clothes as required. Okay. One go, was in go, jeans. Go.
2: Street clothes are required for a street fight. Give me, give me, run, run me that, run me that finish one more. The game. finish.
3: So, uh, I'll do the spot before because it leads to it. Uh, ODB reaches in the backpack, pulls out the tacks, dumps them on the floor. Lacey Evans is outside the ring at this point. She goes to lean out of the ring to pull Lacey in, and Lacey hits the brass knuckle women's right. Lacey goes for a pin. ODB gets the foot on the ropes. Lacey thinks she got three and she argues with the ref for a solid minute. is able to get up, turn her around, and hit a follow away slam into the tacks, and then pin her.
0: So ODB won?
3: Yes. Okay.
0: The foot on the ropes.
3: Mm.
0: Does that work in a street fight?
3: Yeah, there's still rope breaks.
0: Why? Yeah,
2: no, there's no, no, it's know. basically a hardcore. There's no rules, DQ. Isn't it? There's no DQ. It's he's not a still,
3: submission. It's a no a rope
2: break, no rope break only counts because if you don't break the pin listen, or break the
3: I, I here's what I'm gonna say. I didn't write these rules, but most hardcore matches do allow for rope breaks to break pins. You don't have to like it, but it is how it works most matches that it happens. Oh I, I, so I, I operate that, on that basis.
5: I, I know the, the ECW rules were like that, like where it was pretty much you could use weapons and stuff, but the thing was there were rope breaks. So I do agree
3: with that. I don't know about street fights, I do know the ECW. I'm rules. Up. I don't know of any hardcore match type where rope breaks don't break break pins besides like maybe like I know triple
0: I mean triple threats they don't and those are usually hardcore those hard are those usually hardcore rules?
3: Rope breaks definitely. There's usually no DQ in triple threats. threats. Rope breaks definitely still count triple threats.
2: So there's no rope breaks or count outs in a street fight.
3: Hmm. I've definitely seen some street fights with rope breaks. I
0: mean, you can make can the you rules. You can make the rules but, whatever you want. I, mean, I just, yeah. I'm just kind of fucking with you about <laughs> it. You in, it
1: is your company, you right? Can yeah, right. The fuck you well, you want. Well,
3: my company does that. There you
1: go. I'm just,
0: I'm just fucking because my dumb so, rule So, so let me, let me explain.
3: The last street fight I did see, like watch all the way through on TV, was uh, in 205 Live. It's WD, really one of those things. And they that, did it in that match. So, that,
0: I mean, I think a street fight should be in the street. So.
3: That's fair. It should be like a yes. Gulf of Mexico match. Like a backstage Best match brawl. ever. Like a parking that. lot
2: brawl. Um, I hate all these, like, fucking dumb rules you guys are adding to, to all the matches. It makes us not be able to use fucking matches unless we're going to follow you guys' bullshit rules. Hey, y'all are the, the ones even... getting on to me about rope breaks. No, but y'all are hey, the ones who actually... no, up. Sh- no, 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 no. He, I'm talking about the street clothes and the fucking in-the-street stuff, which is stuff that you guys made up. That's way more fun no, than the Mike, rope well, Mike, Listen,
1: Mike made up the in-the-streets part. I agree about the street clothes, though. It's
0: a well, street I'm just thinking street clothes. clothes. Well, I it's a street fight, so it should be in the street. I don't know. Both <laughs> of those things are dumb, <laughs> and y'all don't even follow the- But you're mad about rules. a rope break. No, I'm saying, guys, that's the actual fucking thing. I, I brought up the rope break. No, I'm not- <laughs>
3: Okay.
2: All right. There, I can, two things can be the same without relating to the okay,
3: other. Okay. Okay. I, I get you. It. I get you. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, who wants to go first? Um,
2: wrong person won. Really? I agree. I a thousand. I agree. So agree. You're booking. You're booking only. Like, it's just weird that two baby faces have won in a row, and it's like these are both feuds that I feel like should have gone longer, but won't now.
0: Right. Did you let the
2: baby faces win clean? Lacey Evans should have won that.
0: Hmm.
2: And I didn't consider that, but I see your point. I I just feel like that's obviously I'm not going to grade you on this statement, but I feel like that's a precursor for your, your show to go forward and your company is that this is going to be short feuds and nothing's going to be like drawn out and be able to be built into actually needing these things. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Because I feel like you kind of rushed that you made the street fight work here. Mm. But I think it could have been better if this would have been next month. Yeah, this month this after.
3: wasn't supposed to be a long-term feud because uh I don't want to get into too much but basically I am building a contender pool, I guess. And we have yeah, a yeah. heel champion right now in the women's division, so I'm building up like baby faces in short term. I'm just not fears. huge on so gimmick wait, matches o- for the sake ODB, of gimmick we- matches.
0: Was that for a title or
3: no? No, that was not for a title.
0: Oh, it was not for a title? No, not as fighting was champion. Yeah. I still think the wrong person won. I agree. That's I, I, yeah. I, I, That's just I my understand reason, what you're
3: doing, but you yeah. could,
0: you could yada 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 a reason. Yeah, for I that. got you. I got you.
3: I, I um, just want to build a contender pool for my heel champion. Yeah, um, but
0: if you're building a contender pool, you could do heel. You could put heels in that contender pool. Yeah,
3: yeah, but then it's building heel and heel matchups. You could. I could do that, out. but you yeah. could
1: have the heel champion lose their title.
3: Yeah, at some point, stay or tuned. to
0: another heel or something. Uh, you could.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, go ahead, Travis. Sorry. This was – no, you're good. This was just a little bit corny mm-hmm. to me. Like, okay. it wasn't – Not. I wouldn't enjoy this <laughs> in real life. Um. It feels like an r segment. <laughs> it feels like you had to get your Arby's sponsoring somehow.
3: I'm not sponsored by man. Arby's. Fuck Arby's.
2: <laughs> Baby da- whoa, 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 whoa. Now you lost some points. Don't fuck Arby's. <laughs> He, he really did just lose some pennies because uh, George barked three times, so it's uh, three pennies uh, off of score. God damn it. <laughs> uh, oh, fourth. Um. <laughs> John's like, God damn it, you're making me go bankrupt. <laughs> um, No, but seriously, I it was fine, but it wasn't extraordinary anyway. It wasn't – like there was nothing exceptional about this. It was Thanks, just perfectly – fine
0: yeah
3: so i'll give you a 2.5 five.
0: That is this whole this whole thing is over an arby's sandwich sort of yeah this whole thing is over over, it's over pride there was no title the whole thing was over an arby's sandwich let's let's be real like that's what sparked it all she could have had to really do is pay eight bucks if she really wanted to uh, well, it's over. It, to be fair, it's over. Blade her disrespect that they're
1: being disrespectful and thinking ODB is a slob and a a nasty. Yeah,
3: it was. It was just. It was corny. <laughs> it was corny, but it's lower card. It's kind of meant to be that way. Like many, not like a piss break, but like it's not like a pinnacle of like entertainment.
0: I I I I don't hate it. I feel like this. I feel like this is a weekly show match rather than a pay per view match.
3: That's fair.
0: This absolutely could have been done on a weekly, no problem. You could have had that that through line of the Arby's all in one week, and you could have settled that on the weekly show. So for for match placement and everything else has been said, I'm going to give you three. 3.5 was this the one you didn't you weren't sure about yes okay you were right not to be sure about it <laughs> uh, i see
1: i disagree with these dark um i'm not gonna give you a five or anything crazy but That's fair. i do i don't mind it being on the pay-per-view um not every match is gonna be for the title um hmm. So there's going to be personal feud ones. And you started a, it's a personal, it's pretty much like the Arby's is arbitrary. It's just her thinking that
0: ODB I, is a slob and trying to use our ODB as a stepping stone I get, to get it. Back into the title. Pieces. I get it. But this whole, this whole stretching this out for as long as it did this, this literally could have been settled in a night. They tried. Well, they, they tried to, and then
1: she lost. And then she was like, I'm, she's the heel. I'm still coming at you. Because I want to get my win back.
0: There, there was so, just a lot of unnecessary. It still, could have been uh, it. I yeah, just, I, wasn't, I it doesn't feel like a pay per view event match. It doesn't feel like a pay per view level match for me. Agreed. That didn't take it. It it, it didn't completely hurt the score because I was probably sitting at a four, and then I think a three point five was fair for this. Yeah, so I'm going to give you
1: a
3: four. You're muted. So I'm not bad at a 3.5 or a four.
5: All right, and then here I come.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, hold up! It's Iron Cheek's birthday today, and you made him fucking lose.
4: Is it really? Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I wrote the, I wrote that match like a month ago, so <laughs> <laughs> we presented uh, it well, today.
5: It's it's time for my score, and um, I'm not ready. gonna lie to you. I didn't like any of it. It, ah, it, it, was bad. it was, I didn't like the fact that it was Top pretty much, storyline is literally just clean versus dirty. I didn't really like the. That's their whole gimmicks. Her name is one dirty bitch. <laughs> like I, I, I know. It's, it's, I mean, that, but that's the story, That's the storyline. though. It's just clean versus dirty. And then I feel like, like how, okay, the way you got on me for having, you said having a gimmick match just to have a gimmick match. This feels like this was a gimmick match. That it didn't need to escalate to this, in my opinion. It's like, why is it pretty much a death match? It's because not a, because, a death match. It's a street like, fight there's whoa, whoa, whoa. like one That's, whoa, whoa. T- yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. No t- one's
0: dying. Yeah, no, yeah saying, there's like, nobody's nobody. Nobody even bled. Yeah, you, they
5: put out thumbtacks because she eats with her mouth open. Like I, I you know, what I'm no, saying? Like, she put out thumbtacks because she kept getting hit with brass knuckles. Like, and, 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 and that's the thing too. That's the other thing I'm it, taking points off as well because the fact that. She pulled out. She pulled out brass knuckles. Hit her in the head. She gets pinned as a rope break, and she gets up immediately and hits her with the away slam, and then she wins. Well, that well, wasn't immediately. immediately. Like, yeah, she Ooh. like Lacy was arguing with the ref for. A oh yeah, he
2: said, he said it was about a minute. Yeah,
5: yeah. I don't know. I, still- I, I didn't. I didn't. I, personally, I just didn't like that. I, That's I'm, fair. Just, I'm just telling you where where the points are coming. off. Yeah, so yeah. so, so that way, explaining. when I'm giving you a score, I'm giving you. You understand why I'm giving you what I'm giving you. Oh damn. Yeah, just, and just then uh, yeah, but, no, the storyline was it was bad. Like I, I enjoyed you doing the accents, like that. That <laughs> was enjoyable, but
2: <laughs> you did sound like, like this, Pepper Farm and the 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 child molester, the kid, pervert, the pervert. <laughs> pervert. But this just
5: feel, this just feels like it feels like the whole. It just feels like mad, like. Mad Cat Moss, it just feels kind of dis- hey, <laughs> hey, <That's> disrespectful. Mad <laughs> Cat Moss is fucking dope. This is
1: this is I better like, than Mad Cat Moss. I like, I, I, like Mad,
5: I like Mad Cat Moss, but the thing is, this just feels like this 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 doesn't warrant that. Like this this doesn't warrant a pay-per-view match. This could have been like sure Mad Cat Moss is
1: about to have a WrestleMania match. So yeah, and fair,
3: it ain't like, like this the main event. It's the second match. It's a really bad spot on the card because it's not the opener and it's low on the card. I know but the fact that we're still watching it though it's, it's just that yeah. kind of thing so i'm
5: her name is odb and what's, what's that first word stand for oh god damn you could at least give me a two <laughs> that's the wrong bet i i didn't like it i didn't want to flat out give you a point 0.5 but yeah he the point five, the point 0.5 came from your your accent and I didn't like accent. i'm here for
0: the accent i'm here for the accent
5: by the yeah, way, it's, it's, can,
3: you
1: compare, can you comparing that match to a death match? Means I gotta up the violence in my death
3: division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody even <laughs> not violent, that match. Not violent.
5: Not violent enough.
3: enough. That was not, not a very violent up. match. Like, there's like a backflip and no a super kick. And
5: that's the thing. I didn't like the backpack thing either. I didn't like that either. I'm sorry. Oh,
3: remember. they just, I uh, didn't either. So I will explain. That will make sense later because I do have like another, like, kind of like extreme match on the card. And the shopping cart thing was already getting done. So I didn't want to, like, Reuse Double that. you, know you could do? What's that? Trash can. Ah, should have thought of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and she pulled three different weapons out of that backpack. She pulled two. She had a chain and the tacks. Okay, because Lacy not had the pepper three. spray in the purse. She didn't get anything else out of there.
5: So wait wait wait. So did he pull? Was just was. So she pulled a bag out of a bag.
3: No, Lacey brought a bag too.
5: <laughs> I hate this. The
3: BYOB is bring your own bag.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so so wait wait.
2: <laughs> give, give
1: him a penny. Give him a penny for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> give me a penny. Dollar one. <laughs> no, I'm oh, taking the penny. For two for my
1: 49. For my God. score. For my score, make it four dollars and one cent. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get the scoring on here.
3: Yeah, he, he got me. He got me for a buck. All right. So my next match. Um I will do the, the build first, and then I'll do the, the card. Why do uh, you keep
2: saying that? Like, that's
1: I don't know. There. It's what everybody else does. So I, so what,
3: I do the to, match first and sorry. then the build. No, John no, no. usually
2: announces what the match is and then tells us the build. Yeah, yeah,
3: it. but I'm not doing that this time because that's a bad habit, honestly. It um, is. Yeah. So I'm trying to break that. I'm reminding myself, too. Um, I mean,
5: that what we pay attention. That's what yeah.
3: it is. So yeah. each week. Uh, Paul London has continued to defend his workhorse workhorse championship in hard-fought match, matches. Oh, I'm stuttering there. Ew. Each week, Alex Zane has come out during his Who match and expressed that he is not impressed by Paul London. Four it? weeks ago, oh, uh, what, what'd you say? Alex Who came out and said this? Uh, Alex. Well, he didn't say this. He's been showing this every week. and I'm gonna explain how. Uh, but Alex Zane, he was known as Ari Sterling Sterling in WWE for a little bit. Okay. Alex Zane in the Indies. He's in GCW. He looks like Mike. Um, like he dead ass looks just, especially now that Mike dyed his hair, he looks just like Mike. Uh, he does
2: look like Mike.
3: Yeah, he's like Who's neon that? Mike. A- Ari Alex Sterling. or Alex Zane, yeah, is what he goes by on the Indies. But he's uh, Ari Sterling. I'm, a, in WWE. I'm
2: not a fucking Mark.
3: Well, GCW is great. So fucking indie name. Well, I call him that because he was on his run in five wasn't very eventful. Honestly, that's why I knew him before that. Look at it on the screen. He do I'll look, look like, just like now. Mike. He like,
1: <laughs> do
4: look like Mike.
3: I'm basically looking high-five Mike. That <laughs> yeah, don't look like me. It yeah. does. It does. Uh, <laughs> so four weeks ago, he came – so four weeks ago was the week after the New Year's special everywhere starting there. Um, so he come, come, came out during Holland's um, match with free agent Lee Moriarty wearing footy pajamas and carrying a pillow. He laid down across the announced table and pretended to sleep through the match. After London won, Zayn stretched like he had just woke up and walked away. The following week, three weeks ago, uh, where was that? Lost my place. There we go. He came out during London's match against Cameron Grimes. Zayn dressed out, comes out dressed like a barista, giving cups of coffee to the crowd and even giving one to Skip on commentary. London gets the win, but Grimes gets a couple of close two counts off of distractions from Zayn. Two weeks ago, London comes out on the mic and says, When I carry this belt, it means that I'm the best wrestler alive, and I'm down to prove it every time these cameras roll. Alex Zane could have a match with me the moment he wants one, but chooses to interrupt from the sidelines instead. Zane, why don't you come out here and explain what your problem is? Because if you pull another stunt during my match tonight, I'm going to whoop your ass in the back where there's no one to break it up. And Zayn walks out and says, you know, I thought your matches were boring, and then I heard your promos. Good God, you are mayonnaise incarnate. You are so vanilla that it actually hurts me. You were copied and pasted from every dork on the indies who could do a couple flips. You taking up TV time every week is probably the sole reason we lost to PTC in the ratings last week. You see, Polly Boar, I'm doing the Ballerverse a favor by providing some entertainment during your matches. London retorts, Me embarrassing you in this ring is plenty of entertainment. Am I right, Atlanta? And then the crowd cheers. Uh, Zane says, I have bigger plans than that, and then walks away. That night, London wrestles Raul Mendoza and retains. Uh, last week, the final week of the build, London. Sorry, Raul. <laughs> London is seen walking into LeVar Lavar Ball's office. That's my GM. And he at ha- and he asks, so who's my opponent for the night? Le- and Lavar tells him that he's gonna be facing Brock Lesnar. London is pissed and he looks and asks well, why hasn't Zane made a challenge yet? And Lavar just shrugs his shoulders. And London survives his match with Brock Lesnar and then takes a mic to say, I'm sick of playing these games, Alex. I could I could defend this belt again tonight. Either fight me or don't. Either you come out here or I go back there. Zane slowly walks out wearing street clothes saying, Unfortunately for you and these fans, I'm not dressed to compete tonight. Here's the deal, Polly. I radiate star power. I am must-see in and out of that ring. You can tell by looking at me that I'm not just another guy. And that's where we (sighs) defer." The problem I have is people are talking about a guy like you instead of a guy like me. So I picked my spots and I called my shots. I got in your head and I got these fans' attention. I'm not going to have this match tonight. That serves me none. I want the bright lights. I want the headlines. Alex Zane has brought the sauce to BBW and desperate times of need. I want this match on Sunday at St. Valentine's Day Massacre so that everyone can see me on the big stage like I deserve. And the best part is, I got you and these fans begging to see me wrestle you. My plan worked. See us Sunday. And then he walks to the back. All right, so here's the attires. London is wearing red trunks and red vest. And Zayn is wearing a black fur coat and baja blast colored tights with some circular shades, <laughs> and his hair. Baja his blast mid-
5: colored tights. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Hair, that's a color.
3: Oh, he be yeah, wearing that shit. Like a
5: dark green? was like, <laughs> that supposed to be? It's like, like a,
3: it's like a light, te- it's like a light, it's like a greenish turquoise. Um, George going crazy back there. Um, and his baja hair is blast. a mix of purple and baja blast colored. Uh, so here's the spots. The bell rings and London just runs up and knees Zane in the face like the Masvidal knee and gets a 2.5 count off the surprise. Zane got his shit rocked. Uh, London fall, hits a split leg <laughs> they moonsault. They hate, but they
2: copy. <laughs>
3: London hits, hits a split leg moonsault. London goes to the other corner and gets a running start for a standing shooting star, but he took too long and Zane gets the knees up. Zane hits a big discus lariat. He pulls London up and hits a Canadian destroyer for a two count. Zane climbs up the rope backwards as if he's going for a moonsault, and London clubs him in the back. Then he goes out to the apron. He springs up to the top rope and hits a sunset flip power. He sunset flip bomb Zane off the top rope. The crowd is chanting, Holy shit! Uh, London takes too long to get the pin. Zane barely kicks out. They both crawl up and start trading chops to the chest. London starts getting louder chops. Before uh, Zane stomps on his foot, he hits a back elbow and then London drops to a knee and then hits a shining wizard. He hoists uh, London up for a taco driver, which is a cradle pile driver. That is one of his real moves. Like all of his shit's named after Taco Bell. Uh,
2: yeah, I looked him up and I was like, as soon as I saw his moves, I was like, I know exactly why John used him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he hits a taco driver and goes for the pin combo and gets a close two. Zane climbs up the turnbuckle and poses before attempting the crunch wrap which is shooting star press knees to the back as as London gets up. London moves out of the way of the crunch wrap, and Zane hits his knees on the ground hard. Uh, I hate these names. <laughs> I hate these names. London mocks Zane Hey, you think Brian and Kendrick and Paul London have bad mood names? Look at this, man. Uh, <laughs> this <is bad. laughs> London mocks Zane's top before going off the ropes and hitting a big stomp on Zane. He then hoists him up for an even worse name move, Paul London's finisher, the Waffle Face... In the middle of the ring and pins in one, two, three. So Paul London retains. And uh I, I gotta ask about like when to rate because as you know, the rule with this title is that there can be two defenses in a night. And I don't know if I should count those both I as would, one match or two. I would count them as two separate matches. Okay. So I'm good for ratings on this one now.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna give you a three point seven five. So I think overall the match was good i think the build was okay um like there was nothing i hated about it but there was nothing like i loved either Mm. i do think the wrong person won again um i think zane should have won you were building towards zane winning paul london is okay but i don't see him being like this dominant champion oh yeah it's a title that moves around a lot
3: so he's only held it for like a month and that's Um, extraordinary for this title
1: i but i feel like the way you built up zane and like he he planned and he did all of this and then to just lose it Hmm. kind of it feels like like i said the wrong person won but yeah i'm gonna give you a 3.75
2: question answer zane was the heel london was the face correct Um, the build to me was kind of lacking, especially from the guy that's
3: always prides himself on being the, the build hey, guy. I stopped that a while ago. Did you? Yeah, because I got cooked. <laughs> I think I'll, that your I'll reputation on lives nothing. with you,
2: though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you talked about, like, the promos and the builds and everything, and that's what you always ask us for. And I feel like you didn't deliver that here. I think it was kind of half-assed and
3: the match was fine i guess i mean it was cool yeah but this division it's kind of hard to write builds because the person what the champion has to defend every week that's but and i the, know that i wrote myself into that but yeah it's, say, I, it's I, like I the, can't, the theme of this title is mostly around the wrestling is kind of why like the yeah. bills are always going to be lesser here than in other places on the cart
2: i get that but i'm not gonna i'm not giving you a, a buy um, yeah i know i know i'm just explaining okay. that um the wrong person won. Again, uh, I don't know if you're trying. You're purposely trying to like do the all the good guys win thing, but or this is coincidental. But I, I don't like it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't care for this. To be honest with you, I think this. I think this title is weird. I think you put weird rules with it. You did weird. Like you booked yourself into a corner. There's like not much you can really do with it.
3: I'm I'm gonna give you a 1.75. Jesus Christ. That number is way <laughs> worse than what your words were. Like I, I kind of think I
1: kind of think you picked the wrong person with Paul London to be like your like I know you said it's not he's only had it for a month, but it feels like he's been dominant, especially because we saw the first month and he's what defended it like seven you have or eight to, times. You at have this to point. defend
3: this title every week. And you
2: you can defend it twice, right? Right,
3: twice a night. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: He's weird. He's. I don't mind that part, but he's defended it a bunch, and I feel like Paul London isn't that guy. You're not that guy,
2: pal. It. It. I don't mind the the but what I mind is that you're sacrificing story to give this gimmicky belt that is just. But I mean, as you've said before. In your mind, belts are just toys, so they don't matter anymore. Anyway, well, so. for
3: this, it was supposed to be like the match belt, I guess. It was like people who like work a lot. It's kind of like... You could just do a TV title. You didn't have to do all this extra. Yeah, I was trying to be different. Okay. Well, sometimes you you
2: swing for the fences and you strike out. That's all. <laughs> That's how I feel about this.
5: That Honestly, Travis took the words literally out of my mouth. I was going to say the build was lacking. The match, in my opinion, saved it, but... I feel like you kind of fucked yourself up with a title that you have to defend every week. And I feel like honestly, I, in my opinion, I feel like that title loses its prestige when it has to it doesn't feel like a title, if that makes sense. It, it literally had to defend it every week. It's like, okay, like this could literally be like kind of like kind of twenty four seven belt. Like I don't really I don't really see that as like a for real
3: belt. Like it yeah. just kind of it's just kind of just I was trying to do a more serious take on a belt of that style, but rather than doing like a hardcore title, of the twenty four seven where they chase people around, it's built off like actual in ring competition. So I was trying to do a serious take on one of those type of belts.
5: Yeah, it just—I don't know. It just, even though you're trying to make it serious, it—I can't take it seriously because literally the fact that you can defend it twice in the same—I don't know—twice in the same night just don't—I don't know. It's the workhorse.
3: So you got to be able to work twice a night. I—I I, I don't like that though. Like I can I I, see I, like,
1: you like it, but.
3: I, I can see. Uh, that, I, like, I see the problem with the it. Bank. But... You do that.
5: You do that once in the year. You know, what I'm saying like like you you worked your ass off, and it's like, oh man, this guy comes in. and It kind of plays into the story. Of this guy came in and you know took it from him at this time. But this is like this can happen any given night, and it can happen a lot. And at this point, it loses <laughs> it is a loses allure, Honestly, I I don't really I don't I don't know I don't really mess with it. So I have to go with the two as well.
0: I understand what you're doing with the title. I think some of the rules are weird. I'm not... What is the title called? Workhorse title. Is it called the Workhorse title? Yes. I... I I think the wrong person won. I don't hate it nearly as much as they did. I think the... the, It's... The the title... Rules are weird. Hmm but I'm not going to necessarily hold that against you because that is definitely trying something different and maybe it'll work out more in the long run. Uh, I'm going with a four. I uh, feel like y'all are so nice to forgiving to John.
1: Also, no,
3: I, Those I, are my I, fucking boys.
1: <laughs> I, I, I disagree entirely with Kenny when he talks about how it devalues the title. I think it adds value to the title because you have to defend it right. every single night. You every single week you have, and to, it might be twice, and it, and maybe twice you have. It it adds something to it. It better and be not, twice every single week. And it's not even like it's, and it's <laughs> different than the twenty four seven or like the hardcore title was because those were like gimmicky matches and like running this around is
2: gimmicky. Campan- this is gimmicky I, get, I
1: get, I get, I get it's it, a but is it's, but it's the a matches It's a get, yeah, exactly. It's the match. Is themselves are. He's not doing. The title like, is a Vows or anything like that. The title. He's, ha- he's having
2: straightforward. BBW is the John Cena of book of verse.
5: I was gonna say, y'all give it. <laughs> no, this is no. This is like. This is the potential. Like you guys are going off of potential. Exactly. Thank the you. Point. Thank
2: you. They're, they're allowed to write something. No, shut up. Shut. Up. They're so forgiving, and they see the silver lining of everything John does. But isn't I anybody else, it. these motherfuckers are to be cooking you for no, shit. I, I do story. regular wrestling yeah. logic, and these motherfuckers oh, are man. cooking me for shit. So I am more
3: likable than you. This is
0: pretty good wrestling. This is <laughs> it's it's an off the wall idea. This is standard wrestling logic. He doesn't and get there's he's getting he doesn't get good. It doesn't get
2: bonus points for having a bad idea.
1: I'm not giving them... A, I don't think it's a bad idea. Exact. That's the point. I think it's a good idea. I right. think It adds prestige to the title because no. you can't you can't avoid defending it. You have to defend it. The state champion. So I think that adds value to it. Not take. Not doesn't take it away.
3: No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sick of my. <laughs> those are bring br- out. Those are Bring out the fucking. The Let's fucking go to the champion. next. All right. So um after the after the match uh. London holds up his title in the middle ring and some unfamiliar music, infomercial music, plays as Simon Dean walks onto the stage with a megaphone saying, Wow, guys, incredible match. You both got some awesome cardio in. It doesn't seem like you're on the right regimen, though, because you don't look like you have much left. If you were both on the Simon system, you'd have endless stamina and much more (laughs) definition. But don't take my word for it. Meet my newest client and your second opponent tonight, Paul London, the machine, Brian Cage. And uh, Brian Cage's music plays as he steps out. He makes his way to the ring, and London tries to collect himself in the corner. All right, so here is the spot. Uh, So London ducks a big punch from Cage and starts trying to kick the legs. Cage grabs him from underneath his arms and throat. Like he literally picks him up underneath his arms and he throws London over the top rope and out of the ring. He fucking yeets him. And then the the um the count goes to eight. London barely slides in to hold on to his title hopes, because remember, you can lose t- titles via count out in my promotion. Um so London makes it in at an eight. Uh Cage turns around and London goes for a hurricane rana, but he instantly regrets this choice as Cage holds him in powerbomb position, walking. To the corner, to the center of the ring, and hits a disgusting sit-out powerbomb. Into a pin combo, London kicks out at two. London tries to scurry to the corner to escape. Cage goes for a stinger splash and misses. London then hits a springboard dropkick to the back of his head. Uh, London then hits a shining wizard to the back of Cage's head. He goes off the ropes facing Cage, like he uh, you know runs off the ropes facing towards Cage, but Cage responds with a deep six. Uh... Cage comes off the corner and tries a clothesline. London ducks. And then, so Cage tries to corner clothesline him. London ducks. And then he goes for a corner moonsault. And then Cage catches him midair and turns it into a pump handle face buster. And then hooks the leg and pins him. One, two, three. Brian Cage is your new workhorse champion. And he okay. is not signed to BBW. He is an indie superstar, by the way. So that's also an important note to take.
1: Okay, so John, you took me on a roller coaster. You almost re- made me regret everything I said previously. <laughs> 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 um, I, guess I was ready to give you a. I was ready to give yeah. you a point five, but then you saved it with Brian Cage because I thought you were doing Simon Dean
3: versus. <laughs> Y'all really think I would do that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, I do.
3: Because
1: <laughs> you would. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't
3: send <laughs> Simon Dean out there with that shit. I knew I would die if I did that. <laughs> He's a manager.
1: You, but then you saved it, and I actually really like this, and
2: I like this. Um, so I'm gonna give you a five for this.
3: Let's fucking go.
2: I I'll go last because I want to see what everybody else has to fucking say about <laughs> this shit. Because I can't I can't believe what this, I just fucking heard.
3: Get fucking ratio, bozo. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, my boy Mike. I ride for my fucking click.
2: Stop trying to sway the judges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so actually, I really liked it because I wasn't expecting that to happen. Ah! Um, I'm going to go with another four.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these guys. I love these yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kenny, what you got? Because I can't I, believe what I'm hearing. I can't either. I don't I don't
5: know. Like it's gonna be another show where it's divided again. Because I, I know, know
2: I said he's the John Cena fucking <laughs> book I,
5: I don't like this fucking title, and then it's just the I don't I don't like this title and then the fact that it's just we okay. oh uh, I don't I don't like this. I don't like any of this. I was watching this, i was like, what the fuck is going on? Right. right! <laughs> It's just fucking Simon Dean comes out talking shit and he's like, I got a big buff guy for you. And he's like, what did he do to get this? He's on the Simon head? system. I don't get anything.
3: When you're the workhorse, champion, you accept every challenge. This feels like Inception. Unless you like, the third like, challenge. There's no that explanation. That <laughs> like,
5: like, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm going to feel like, it's going to seem like I'm hating, but I'm really not trying to. I just don't like this. <laughs>
2: Go ahead oh. and give it to
5: him.
3: I'm going. God, I'm going. Don't act like panel. that pump handle face buzzer wasn't sick, Kenny. You know you love them spot. What, What'd you say, Kenny?
5: I'm going with a 1.75. I don't like this. I, uh, I, I'm <laughs> i
2: I'm, I'm the hater because I hated this. I you would have got more point. You would have got points
5: it was if you had Simon <laughs> Dean do it. <laughs>
0: Bring out Brian Cage. You would have. You would No, you would have gotten a point five if you had well, Simon well, Dean.
3: Yeah, I'll what, take the five what, over a two from Travis. Guess
0: what, no, guess what you're getting for for having
2: Brian Cage do it. <laughs> a point five. i hate that no, i ma- got a five from the because
1: you
3: wouldn't have given because... me a five for simon dean
1: right and it makes sense because he's ah, you're right uh, simon dean's <laughs> the, the manager and he has his monster go out
2: and destroy the, the already
1: and, and you have yeah, the ultimate
3: I body I,
6: guy not, on the I understand system. what
2: happened i don't need it to be dumbed down for me yeah you <laughs> didn't did. like it it was d- <laughs> the segment was dumb enough i didn't need anything else that's crazy you're dumb <laughs> no, it, <laughs> makes very,
0: it makes sense. It's, it's it makes very, it's very wrestling. All right, yes. we're, we're let's, only halfway
3: got? through. Um, yeah, I'm about halfway. Anyway. You're booking
2: a Travis, anyway. Travis show. Let's go. Let's get it.
3: All right.
4: Not
2: really. We're only an hour in. We'd this, be on. we
0: be we'd on. Hour and seventeen two. minutes. we be on match like, two. So for Travis. Travis. <laughs> Is this match <laughs> three or four?
3: Yeah. That was match four. All
0: right. right. So we're at the halfway point, right? Because you have nine matches. So
3: uh. Yeah, basically, this is the fifth match. So it's
0: going to end up being two hours and 30 minutes, guys.
2: Come
1: on! If if y'all shut the fuck up, then it
3: won't go that long.
2: Go ahead,
1: John. You're doing great.
3: All right. Continuing forward. Uh, I hate
1: this coalition. (laughs) It's not a coalition. He's doing great. This this is the ugliest trio I've ever
5: seen. (laughs) right. Gang shit. Yuck.
3: Me, my fucking (laughs) bullshit. Anyways, the first we fall in the New Year's Eve special, the (gasps) – There's George, Uh, random surprise as I keep going. Uh, The Underclass Gang, if you remember, is the trios champions. They are being interviewed by Stephen A. Smith. That consists of Taz, Eddie Kingston, and biker Chuck Palumbo. they are being in-
1: Why'd you use biker Chuck? Just so you
3: know which aesthetic and that's not fucking Billy and Chuck. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's biker okay. Chuck Palumbo.
3: Okay. Because he wouldn't fit in if I didn't make that clarification. Uh wait, wait, is his name biker chuck? <laughs> no. His name is Chuck Palumbo. No but he's not chuck. wearing a red Fuck. headband. Fuck Palumbo. <laughs> Fuck Palumbo. Fuck <laughs> <and> Palumbo. <laughs> I like Biker Chuck. Y'all,
5: y'all gonna make me do Lizzie Rude?
3: Y'all gotta do fucking biker chuck. Biker Chuck. <laughs> It I'll change his
2: name, hey. Put your titties away,
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, so Stephen A asked, um, so how do you guys feel representing a division that General Manager Ball said wasn't good enough last week? And then I
2: forgot Lavar Ball is your fucking manager, yeah. he's been mentioned General like manager five balls. times in stories. No, but yeah, he said it a bunch. <laughs> you said General Manager Ball, I think you said General Manager Balls, and
3: I said, <laughs> like, Damn um,
2: it, damn it, no balls is over here, dick and balls. balls <laughs>
3: Uh, So Eddie Kingston approaches the mic saying, it's bullshit. I can't think of a prettier way to say that. We spent our whole lives fighting to ensure that we had a place to stay and food on the table. We finally reached the pinnacle of success. And he wants to say that's not good enough? If he wants to talk about not good enough, maybe he should look at his middle child that he's trying to give our jobs to. LeVar, we have proven that we are the most dangerous trio in wrestling. If your kids want to share a ring with us, their careers will end. And the same goes for any other trio that steps up to us. And Stephen A cuts in and says, all right, all right, enough about the ball, family. It looks like some new competition did step up to you last week and even ran you out of the ring. What's your response to the private practice? Taz stepped forward and says, watch their match tonight and find out. And then the private practice has a match that night against Sanity and mid match the underclass gang hops the barricade and they pull Britt Baker off the apron for the DQ and then Kingston and Palumbo fight off Wagner and Stevie while Taz throws Britt Baker into the steps and then boots her head into them. Uh, Taz slides in the ring and continues to assault Stevie and Wagner. They remove the turnbuckle and buckle bomb Wagner and then hit their finish called scatter brains on Richards. And that is where Kingston and Taz hold them in like half Nelson, like skull crushing finale position, and then uh, Chuck does like a big boot into a stomp from behind. Uh, wait, wait, wait! So, 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 each of them have an arm? Yeah, they have like a arm and like the head. It's like a they're basically making two halves of like a skull crushing finale, and then pull them okay, kicks them down. Uh, yeah, I remember um, that from last time. Um, so they hit that onto Richards, um, and Kingston grabs a mic and says. This is our ring. This is our division. This is our show. We made something from nothing, and none of you will take it from us. And then he throws the mic at Wagner in the corner. Not at Dr.
5: Wagner Jr. All
3: right, so throughout the next week, Britt Baker updates on Twitter that she's okay from the attack, but tweets that the underclass gang needs serious help. Dr. Stevie quote tweets that with an eyes emoji. Uh, The Sunday before Malice is announced on the BBW social media, that uh, the Underclass gang have agreed to a session with Dr. Stevie live on Malice. The ring is set up like a therapist's office, with Stevie sitting across from the three of them. And Stevie says to them, I'm going to try to do his voice. I invited you three here today so that I and the Verse could try to understand you better. The Ballerverse? <laughs> <laughs> i did it earlier. In- yeah, I did. And the Ballertron.
2: Um, I've heard Bullertron. I I didn't hear
3: Bullerverse. So I'll say, uh, I'll start with the first question, guys. Do you feel like the world has failed you in some way? They give simple nods of yes. I'll ask another question. Do you feel like wrestling was an escape from where you came from? And then they nod yes. Do you feel threatened by competition? And Eddie picks up the mic and says, Hell no, I don't. Ask another stupid question like that again, and I'll beat the brakes off you. Stevie asks, do you feel like you deserve your success, or do you act this way out of insecurity? Taz and Palumbo stand up, and Eddie responds, not how you think. We were never insecure about ourselves, but we have spent a lot of time wondering what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, where we're going to stay, if we'll be alive next year. Whether someone, um, kills, whether someone will kill us or whether we'll do it to <laughs> our damn selves. You pretentious assholes will never understand our struggle. These privileged fans with all this disposable income to be here tonight. And these billionaires that run this show will never understand. So yeah, Stevie, there's a little bit of a chip on our shoulders. You got me. And Stevie tries to cut in and Eddie says... Oh, George cuts in apparently. Um... Uh, <laughs> Eddie tells us, like, seven pennies. Shut the hell up, Stevie. And Taz stands up and grabs the mic from Eddie. He said, You could have just challenged us for the titles, but instead, you tried to make a fool of us. Uh, Sorry. Uh, You are going to regret that for the rest of your life. And then Palumbo boots Stevie uh, backwards in the chair. Uh, Wagner and Britt try to run out, uh, but they get knocked off the apron. Taz punches Stevie in the head until he's busted open. They go outside the ring, and they backdrop bit Britt Baker onto the apron, and they bash Wagner into the barricade. When they're done, they grab a chair and go back to Stevie. They hit scatterbrains to him onto the chair, and then they walk up the ramp with their music playing. All right, so the third week, uh, Britt Baker and Dr. Wagner are backstage without Stevie. Uh, Britt says, I'd just like to start off by saying that the beloved Dr. Stevie is okay. He's just suffering from a little encephalitis, which means that his brain is huge. And then Wagner says, it's true. Look it up. Britt continues, Dr. Stevie's therapy session last week led us to two conclusions. First of which was that Taz, being that Taz was right, we should challenge for the trios championships. Dr. Stevie should be back in office by February 12th so that we can have a follow-up at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. The second conclusion we reached is that we don't want to wait Until then, for a checkup. So General Manager Ball has booked Dr. Wagner to face Chuck Palumbo tonight, with the winner getting to pick the stipulation. So the match takes place, and Baker grabs a sledgehammer from under the ring to keep Taz and Kingston from interfering. Uh, Wagner beats Chuck, and Britt says, Some might think that because of my size or my gender, that that we would be at a disadvantage in this match. But at St. Valentine's Day Massacre, there will be a number of equalizers all around the ring to increase the probability of us whooping your asses all the way around New Orleans. After making these calculations, we'll be facing you in an Extreme Rules match. And then uh, Taz and Kingston are retreating up the ramp, and they kind of smile when she says that, and they're yelling into the camera, on right, then. Suit yourself. Fourth week. Final week from the build. After a match on Malice, commentary is alerted about some chaos in the parking lot. The camera shows the underclass gang hitting scatterbrains on Dr. Wagner onto the hood of a car, and Britt Baker gets up from the concrete and gets a good hit on Taz, knocking him to a knee. Kingston and Palumbo swarm on her and then throw her at the windshield to make a pile with Dr. Wagner. They're walking backwards away from it, and they hear the clearing of a throat. like, <clears> throat> um, and They turn around to see Dr. Stevie. His head's wrapped up, and he has a chair in hand. He gets Kingston with a signature chair shot and then backs away. Taz and Palumbo try to corner him. Stevie tosses the chair into the hands of Taz, super kicks it into his face. Where um, am I? There I am. He then double legs Palumbo and starts wailing on him. He then opens the trunk in the parking lot and throws Palumbo in and shuts it on him. He goes up to the camera and says, Six days. That's your prognosis. That's Stevie Richards' dry ass voice. That's your prognosis. And prognosis means how long you have left to be a disease in this locker room. BBW gets a long-needed procedure on Sunday.
0: I was really hoping you were going to say you're going to trim the fat from BBW.
3: That would be cold with Eddie (laughs) Kingston being their (laughs) opponent. All right, so the attires, the private practice is doing all white gear. They have matching surgical masks and lab coats for their entrance. Stevie has the white... Biker shorts, Britt has the white rhinestone gear, and Wagner has a white mask and tights. Um, and they wheel out a medical gear on a stretcher as their weapons. Um, underclass gang is wearing a combination of black and doo-doo brown. And they are all wearing matching Tims. Uh, and Kingston wears a ski mask for his entrance. And they have a shopping cart full of weapons. So the match starts with all six competitors running to the middle of the ring and throwing hands. Underclass gang is the better of that. And they knock private practice back. Private practice leans back into the ropes and shoot back with synchronized enziguris. Uh Wagner tosses Kingston into the corner. Britt and Stevie push the shopping cart into him. Brit grabs a hockey stick uh, from there and wails on Palumbo and Taz. Stevie gets a crutch from the medical tools and does the witch on the broom spot from the top rope on the Taz, where you know they fly like the wit- the thing like a witch on there. Uh, Eddie pulls out Brass Knuckles and gets a good shot on Britt and Wagner to give uh, Underclass Gang the momentum back. They do a triple powerbomb on Stevie out of the ring and onto the stretcher. Uh, Kingston and Palumbo set up a pile of chairs, and then Taz hits a super Taz plex onto Britt Baker onto them. So Taz plex off the top. Stevie grabs one of the chairs and wails on, on their heads, and then he goes on to have a super kick party in the ring. Uh, Stevie and Wagner drag Palumbo to the outside. They hit him with the ring bell, knocking him down onto the announce table. Wagner sets up a ladder and climbs, and he goes for a diving elbow off it, but it takes too long, and Chuck moves out of the way. Uh, Palumbo corners uh, Stevie into in the Taz and Kingston. They all beat him down, and then Palumbo military presses Stevie out into the audience. This leaves Britt Baker all alone, laying down in the ring from the Super Taz Plex earlier. Uh, Kingston directs them to concerto her while he sets up a table in the corner. So they hit the concerto on Brit and he tells them to pick her up and then he lights the table in the corner on fire. And then they set up and hit scatterbrains on Brit through the flaming table in the corner and pin her one, two, three. And the underclass gang retain the trios championships.
5: Mm. I'll, I'll start this one off. Um, I like this. I liked uh, I like Doctor Stevie being like this pretentious. Like, let me explain these medical terms to you. Like, it just it, it comes off real dickish, and I, I like that. Um, the match I like the spots in the match as well. The actual like rivalry was kind of like eh, but I do, I do like the segments with uh, with the private party. So
3: I'm gonna go a solid, I'm gonna go a four. I'll take that. Finally got a good rating from Kenny tonight. <laughs> now I just need one from Travis. <laughs> um I need to sit with mine for a second. Yeah, save up that change. Mike, you wanna go? <laughs> um
0: I like the story, I like the build. The matches is- I mean, the match is good. Um, I don't have any real complaints about it. So I'm going to go... I'm also going to go with another four. Take a
3: four. Any day.
1: Uh, I'm going to give you a four or two. I wish that Britt got a little bit more offense in to sell her as a threat. Um, especially because you're doing them as a trios group. Yeah. So I wish she got a little bit more offense. And I wish like during the weekly, it wasn't just... The private part or practice for the most part just getting their ass whipped just mm-hmm. to get their ass whipped again at the
3: pay-per-view yeah well they um, won they won in the parking lot
1: yeah kind of because like two out of the three still got like stacked on a yeah
3: <laughs> dr stevie made the save
1: <laughs> dr stevie won uh but Overall, I like the build. I like all this stuff with private practice, like them explain like giving medical terms and then explaining it. Them coming out with like the white medical stuff and using a um a stretcher. I like
3: all that. So yeah, I'm gonna give you a four. I'll take that. I'll give you a four. Clean four. I'll take it. All right, now we got Travis's favorite championship up next, the Western Hemisphere PEMDIS Long Division Championship. <laughs> <laughs> the Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader Championship. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, anyways, uh, so after a scathing interview with Stephen A. Smith last week, Booker T is going in on Orange Cassidy. He has been tweeting about Cassidy every single day. On Malice, Booker gets in the ring and cuts a promo saying, I, uh, Should I even try this voice? It's Booker. Is Booker, yeah. who's, the champion?
4: <laughs> what? who's
1: the champion here?
3: Orange Cassidy. Okay. I couldn't Dude. remember if it was Dude
1: Orange voice. Cassidy or Booker. All
3: right. I've been in this business. That sounds like Triple H <laughs> 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 for many years. I have done everything there is to do in every company I've worked for. Dude, I've you went been...
1: Trump for a second. <laughs> I, I, this is a hard voice,
3: man. Um I have done everything that there is to do. In every company I've worked for, I've even been at the top of BBW, I know a thing or two about wrestling. With all this wisdom I've gained over the years, I can tell you that. Orange Cassidy, you do not have a place in this industry. The crowd boos. Your lack of effort makes me sick, and the fact that you've coasted for this long is an indictment on everyone you've ever faced. Orange Cassidy, you're a sad image of a wrestler, and I'm going to embarrass you so badly that you never show your face on TV again. Get your ass out here. Sucker. Yeah, Orange Cassidy slowly meanders his way to the ring. He rolls in the ring and stands face to face with Booker, hands in his pockets. Booker continues, look at this outfit. Do you ever even wash those jeans? Is that pomade or grease in your hair? The crowd boos, and Orange says nothing. Booker says, Are you deaf? Answer me! And, the, and and then tries to buck at him to make him flinch. Orange stays still. Booker gets angrier and grabs Orange by the collar, yelling in his face, You think this is all a joke until you get your ass beat. Say something. Do something. And Orange grabs the mic and says, Your shoe's untied. Booker looks down, and Orange calmly walks out of the, walks out of the ring. Booker is irate. <laughs> and runs into the rope trying to get Orange, but Orange is already out of the ring. The next week, Booker (laughs) continues to tweet hate at Cassidy. Cassidy doesn't respond to the tweets, he just likes them. Uh, On Malice, the show starts with Booker aggressively pacing by Orange Cassidy's locker area, mumbling about how he's going to beat his ass. Throughout the show, clips are shown of Booker doing this, asking people if they've seen him, and getting mad and punching the walls. At the end of the show, Booker gives up and makes his way towards his car. He then finally sees Orange getting into his car. He runs over and starts pounding on the window. Orange slightly rolls it, like cracks it down, wearing a party hat, and says, Hey, Book, did you not get invited to Hillbilly Jim's birthday party? You missed the (laughs) major." And then rolls it back up, and Booker gets mad and starts trying to reach into the car as Orange drives away. The next week, Booker is in General Manager Ball's office. And he says, listen, Lavar, I don't ask a lot of you, but I have to get a title shot at Orange Cassidy. This man has been haunting me everywhere I go. I accidentally called Charmel Orange last night, and I had to sleep on the couch. Give me that match. And Ball says, what is with these wrestlers that demanded matches from me? Why don't you just go ask Orange himself? Now get out of my office. It is announced that night that Xavier Woods is at a Smash Brothers tournament, so at the New Day, we'll have an honorary member tonight when they face the Model Citizens. The Model Citizens is dashing Cody Rhodes and Pretty Deadly. Um, The match comes, and Orange Cassidy is the honorary member of the New Day, Um, throwing free oranges into the crowd. Booker comes out um, as the team scuffle outside. Orange is still at his apron. Kofi is... Kofi is in the ring and hits a big dive onto everyone, including Booker. When Booker gets up, he goes to Orange on the apron trying to pull him down, but Orange keeps accidentally stepping away from him. Uh, The ref sends Booker to the back, but Booker refuses to leave, getting the model citizens disqualified. The model citizens are pissed and go to Booker, shoving him and talking shit. While this happens, Orange climbs up to the top rope and trust falls onto all of them outside the ring. Orange Cassie and the New Day walk away enjoying their win. On the final week before the show, uh, Booker still doesn't have his match with Orange Cassidy. That night, Orange is making an entrance to the ring, and Booker attempts an, an attack. Orange is able to evade it first, but then he goes for an orange punch off the apron. Booker kicks him in the balls as he's coming down. He then throws him into the steps and then slams his head into him again. He throws Orange and the title into the ring and then hits a bookend onto the title, slamming his back into it. When Orange rolls over, Booker holds the title up. He then drops it onto Orange and leaves the ring. As Booker makes his way out of the ring, Orange sits up and puts a hand up for a mic. He says, if you wanted a match for this, all you had to do was ask, you free Sunday? And Booker is on the ramp, yelling trash talk, he's like, yeah, free on Sunday. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to take your title and I'm going to embarrass you in front of everybody. And he's just kind of yelling, unmiked into the camera. And that, Will take us to the show. And Orange is just in his usual denim attire. He doesn't change that ever. Booker's in uh, black and white tights. Well, trunks, not tights. He's not wearing long boys. Uh, so Booker starts the match using his advantage, to do- his size advantage to dominate early. He does a vertical suplex and holds him up to show off. He hits a big spin kick to Orange out of the ring. This leads to a big sidewalk slam onto the apron. Uh, Booker pushes Orange into the ring and follows. Uh, Orange taps Booker, like, his head with his foot as he gets in, like, you know, he pretends to kick him. Um, As He gets in with the crowd acting like it's a huge kick. Booker looks confused. Orange lightly kicks the shins of Booker, and Booker gets angrier. He lifts his hands up and puts them in his pockets. Booker swings for a punch. Orange ducks, goes off the ropes with hands still in pockets, and hits a front drop kick, kipping up after. Booker goes for, an, later in the match, goes for an arm twist kick, but Orange gets him in an ankle lock. Uh, Booker crawls to the outside, out of the ankle lock, and then Orange suicide dives with his hands still in his pockets. Orange throws Booker into the ring, climbs up to the top rope, and he goes for a lazy splash where he just kind of gets up and just goes, like, falls onto him. Um, so he goes for a lazy splash. Where was I? Sorry, lost my place. He goes for a lazy splash, but Booker catches him, and hits a 110th Street Slam, which is just a... It's like a spinebuster, but he doesn't turn with him. He just goes straight down. Uh, He goes for a pin attempt and gets a frustrating two-count. Booker actually hits a bookend in the match, but gets another frustrating two-count. Booker goes up top for a Houston hangover, but Orange Cassidy calmly rolls away to the other side of the ring. Uh, Orange slowly gets up in his corner and Booker hits a stinger splash and a Harlem sidekick as Orange steps out. Booker waits on him to get up and goes for a scissors kick. Orange, with his head still down in scissors kick position, just takes two steps back, and Booker misses the scissors kick. Um, and then uh, as, he, as Booker turns around to face him, Orange Cassidy just flattens him with an orange punch and pins him one, two, three. And after the match, Orange stands in the middle of the ring with his hands in his pocket. While Booker gets up, Booker takes his hand, I mean, sorry, Orange takes his hand out of his pocket and extends his hand to Booker for a handshake. Booker stares angrily for a second, and then finally gives like a small nod of respect and accepts the handshake, kind of like that frustrated, like, all right, and then just walks away kind of handshake. And now I am good for your ratings.
1: Okay, so... It was pretty much. It was a pretty standard orange, orange Cassidy match. What's the orange punch, by the way? It's the
3: Superman punch.
1: Okay. Um. So I, it was pretty standard. Um, the build was okay. It was there were p- bits that were funny. Um. I did not like that Booker shook his hand at the end. I want. I feel like Booker should have like smacked his hand away or something. Mm. Um, Not just like accepted it, especially after he's just spent like weeks screaming at himself or that he's trying to get Orange Cassidy, yeah. then just lose and just shake his hand. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, kind of
3: thought he was a joke, and then he was like, Oh shit, he could actually wrestle. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a three. All right,
0: I wanted to like this more, <laughs> I did. It was very mid. Um, I'm going to also give it a three.
5: Hmm. Well, I'm going to seem like the hater again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not trying to.
1: (laughs) I already already see see Travis ready to give you the 0.5. So just give him his 0.5, Travis, so Kenny can do his. No, I'm it's, gonna go last.
3: It's just can't go any lower than a point five, so I'm not too scared. It's
5: it's the fact that he the first week he's grabbing him, and he's screaming in his face, and then he says, "Your shoe was untied," and then walks off.
0: That's Orange I, Cassidy. I, I <laughs> <he> said, they <laughs> don't stupid. like anything that's not raw. but no,
1: then his Orange Cassidy's like bet?
5: No, I like Orange Cassidy, but it's just like, so he's yelling in his face. Does he let go of him, and then does, does he walk away, or?
3: Yeah, he lets go because he wants Orange to do something. Like, he's like, say something, do something, and then no, Orange, know, take, Orange so takes the go, mic. So Booker, says, Booker wants untied. a response. Booker wants a response, so that Orange takes the mic to say something, and he just says, your shoe's untied, and then Booker looks down, and Orange gets out of the ring. Okay. Um, hey Kenny, your shoes untied.
5: <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I didn't like the build at all. I the mat, the actual match wasn't that bad. I'm not gonna play you on that. The actual match wasn't that bad. The build, I hated the build. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I hated the build, but the actual match was wasn't that bad. So that's what's saving you again. So I'm gonna go with a. Uh, 2.25 is what we we'll go with. I'll take it. I've seen I worse. Just, I didn't like
3: it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen worse. Travis, just get it over with.
1: <laughs> You're about to
3: see worse. Yeah. I already know what I'm getting from him, so. If he gives me even a buck, I'll be surprised, pleasantly. <laughs> well, buckle up, bucko, because I'm giving
2: you a two. I didn't hate it that much. Oh, shit! Okay, Travis. like it. <laughs>
3: Hey, He's I was, gonna, I I was I, you gave me four times what I was expecting from you. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'll, that's the happiest two I've ever gotten. <laughs> um, all right, so go on to our next build. A number one cont- contender match for the women's title takes place. The match is between Kyrie Sane and Mandy Rose. Which Kyrie Sane wins? After the following mat, after that match, the camera cuts backstage um, to the h- hallway. Where the Femme Fatalities, if you if you remember that group is, that is Lita, the women's champion. Uh that and then it is also Rio Ripley, Shotzi Blackheart, and uh Paige. Um is this
5: fresh off of them whooping on JR?
3: It uh it was it was Lawler and it, this is I the Did we say Jerry King Lawler I'm gonna say? Yeah, this is the week before. The week after, sorry, the week after. So mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane just won a number one contender's match to face Lita against Mandy Rose, and the camera cuts backstage. And they are beaten down on Kairi Um, This goes on for a bit until a returning Big Swole runs up and starts throwing punches on all of them. She one-shots Paige and Shotzi, and then she pushes Lita into Rhea and starts throwing shots at them both. Her known boyfriend, Cedric Alexander, tries to break it up until Ronnie Radke, the manager of the Fem Fatalities, runs up and tries to punch Cedric. This has no effect on Cedric whatsoever, and even to the point where Shannon on commentary says, It ain't sweet, Ronnie! Uh, and then Cedric bows up and Ronnie Radke runs away, like as fast as he can. Cedric successfully pulls Swole away and starts helping Kyrie as the femme fatalities run off. Kyrie is seen holding her shoulder after the attack. Next week, Big Swole comes out to cut a promo. She says, and I, I'm not going to be doing any impressions of her. I'm just going to go straight forward. <laughs> Sorry about delivery. Um, uh, I have some good news and some bad news. And I'll have to start with the bad news. The bad news is that it's true that the rumors that you're reading on social media that Kyrie Stane is going to be out for a few weeks with a rotator cuff injury. The rumors about her making not making St. Valentine's Day Massacre are true. The good news is, after all these months I've been out with a torn ACL, rehab, physical therapy, going through hell, I am finally back and cleared to compete which means I could step in for Kyrie, toss these emo bitches around, and offer her a shot at my BBW Women's Championship when she gets back. And the crowd cheers until the music of the Femme Fatalities plays, which is Falling Versus song raised by Wolves, sung by Ronnie Radke himself. Um, The four girls come out with Lita on the mic saying, you're way ahead of yourself. Just because you got hurt doesn't mean you can milk these idiots' sympathy and jump the line. You should probably—sorry, I lost my place. You should probably be getting some reps in, rather than sh- committing career suicide. I guess there's a reason your name's not Big Smart. And as they're they're all laughing at this lame joke on the ramp, Ronnie Radke runs in the ring from behind and starts attacking Swole. The other four go to the ring and swarm around. So basically, it's five on one assault on Big Swole until Cedric runs out and clears the ring following week, General Manager LeVar Ball has called Lita and Big Swole into his office. He says, We have ourselves a predicament in the women's division, I see. An injured number one contender, a return from a serious injury, people's boyfriends getting involved, factions. It's all too much to keep up with. Swole, Lita was right about one thing. You do need to get some reps in. You're going to get some tonight as we clear this mess up. Big Swole and Cedric Alexander will face... Page and Ronnie Radke in a mixed tag team match. And if Swole's team wins, she will get that title shot at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That match takes place uh, with Radke doing everything he can to stay out of the match and avoid Cedric. The other femme fatalities get up from commentary and go ringside when Swole gets the better of Paige. They hop onto the apron, but Swole military press throws Page at all, all of them, knocking them to the floor. The ref sends them to the back, and Swole makes a long-awaited to tag to Cedric, meaning that Ronnie Radke finally has to face him in the ring. Ronnie runs away from Cedric but as he runs toward the rope to escape. Cedric grabs him by the belt. Ronnie screams like a girl as he hurls him up and hits him with a lumbar check. The crowd chants, one more time, one more time, and he hits it two more times and then pins Radke. Well, sorry, no, he doesn't pin Radke. Either. And he tags in Swole, who hits the Swole combo, and Dirty Dancing, her twipple twist lariat, onto Paige. And gets the pin on Paige during the title shot. Sorry, I spoke there. On the final week on the Go Home Show, Big Swole comes out and says, It's nothing but good news today. Big Swole is your number one contender. And Ronnie Radke won't be bothering this show for a very long time. And the crowd starts chanting, Thank you, Cedric. And... Now, about Sunday, and right as she says this, the music of Kyrie Sane hits. She has tape on her shoulder, and she makes a beeline for the ring. She gets in Swole's face and says, You don't speak for me. I was coming back from my title match, and this is still my moment. And they start jabbering in each other's faces as the femme fatalities come out, and Lita says, There's no point in arguing, because neither of you would win anyway. Swole... You thought you were so badass when Cedric bullied a non-wrestler. Congratulations. There's still four of us. I know you're not very smart, but I think you can do that math. The funniest part is now you can't even add one to your side. Kyrie Sane hates you now. You saw her pain as an opportunity to become relevant again. Thank me later. I leaked that she'd be out to the dirt sheets. I was hoping for a night off from carrying this company. But I guess I'll have to just embarrass the both of you at Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, and for you lucky fans, here's a sneak peek. And they, the the Fem Fatalities make their way toward the ring, and Kyrie does a plancha at them, and swollen and, and Kyrie get the better until Kyrie holds up, uh, sorry, holds up the belt. So like they beat down the Fem Fatalities. Kyrie Saint holds up the Women's Championship. Swoll snatches it. And they start fighting each other until the Femme Fatalities get up and beat them both down. They throw Kyrie's shoulder into, into the uh, ring post. And they, uh, on the other side, ring post, uh, Paige and Shotzi have Swole's bad knee getting swung into it. And they basically leave them in a heap walking away. So the match is going to be Lita defending in a triple threat against Big Swole and Kyrie Say. Alright, so start the match. Uh, Swoll and Kyrie look at each other, nod, and then both hit a double drop kick on Lita, and Lita slides out of the ring and re- regroups with her with the Fem Fatalities. Sane runs off the ropes for Swoll to overhead toss her to the outside of the ring onto all of them. Uh, Lita scurries back into the ring, Kyrie follows, and Swoll enters from the adjacent side and hits a pounce on both of them. Uh, Swoll lifts Kyrie in electric chair drop position. And then Lita jumps from the top rope, and Hurricane Ron is her off. Hurricane Ron is Kyrie off Big Swole's shoulders. Swole lifts them both and hits a double attitude adjustment, and it's a pin attempt on Lita, who kicks out at two. Kyrie hits a middle rope tornado DDT on Swole. kicking Lita as she spins around. She stacks them up and hits a moonsault. Um, she hits. A, she attempts a pin on Swole. and uh, sorry. Yeah, she attempts to pin Swole, and Swoll kicks out. Swoll has Kyrie in the corner, uh, and then Kyrie responds with a kick to the head, knocking uh, Swoll to all fours. And then Lita hits a poetry in motion off of Swole's back onto Kyrie. Swole power slams Lita into the tree of woe. Kyrie hits a double foot stamp on her from the top rope as she sits up from it. And then uh, Swoll hits Lita with dirty dancing, which is the triple spin lariat. Belita falls out of the ring before Swole can attempt a pin. And then Sane hits a, a tilt-a-whirl reverse DDT on Swole to get her down for an insane elbow. So Kyrie hits the insane elbow and goes for a pin. Belita grabs her foot and pulls her out of the ring mid-pin, climbs up to the top and hits her signature moonsault on Swole to get the pin, and Lita retains. So, what you got for me, boys?
1: Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like the build. I didn't care for the, like, I feel like the whole swole thing was unnecessary. Um, and you kind of pigeonhole the Ronnie Radke stuff in there, which I didn't care about or care for. Um, the match is okay. I'm going to give you a 2.5 for this one. It's mid, like super mid.
0: Uh, I agree with that. I'm gonna go with uh, two and a half as well. I agree. It's mid two two point five. Bad guy's not here at the moment. He's beating his meat. So he, uh, he, so he, he imagined a... women, and he had to go <laughs> beat his <laughs> meat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will oh, say man. that. The femme fatales is every uh goth kid's dream.
0: Yeah, yeah. Action. Uh, was that match six? Uh, Yes, I had two more. Okay. Bad
3: guy, do you want to give a rating or no? Yeah, I, I gave it a solid three. I just gave it a solid three. Oh, damn. Kenny with the highest. I'll take that. Uh, what, did, what, did y'all,
5: what did y'all give one more time? Two, two, and, two and a half.
3: Straight, straight two and a half. Yeah. It was yeah. super mid. It, it was it was very – that, that's, that's why I gave you a three. I just gave you a three. Yeah, to make sense of the red, do you think it was mostly about inserting like Cedric? You just
0: wanted to put him in there. No, like, it was it. actually more about Cedric.
3: <laughs> that that was the thing is that Cedric like is – this is supposed to be the moment where Cedric gets really over from fucking him up and getting him off TV for a while because he's so annoying. So the point of that it's was – definitely annoying. Yeah, the point was to get Cedric over. That was the whole point. So if you're the fans who hate him on a regular basis – you see Cedric Lombard check his ass three times. He's off TV. Yay, Cedric. That's the point. Um, anyways, going on to the next match. Um, after finding a friend in the boogeyman to help even a, the odds against the claim to fade, Danhausen is still down 3-2. to two. They show up to the arena in tuxedos with their paint still on, with Danhausen saying, Today, we will conduct interviews for our third friend, house. Those three sweating scoundrels will be defeated 3-2.5. to 2.5. Now let's go to the office and review some applicants. Um the some office what? to review some applicants. Are these are some Africans. No, that's Tessa Blanchard on the moan show. <laughs> um, the office is a janitor's closet with a sticky note that says Dan Housen's office housing on it. Um <laughs> Later that night, the acclaimed make their entrance, rapping and gloating about their win last week. Danhausen comes out and says, We too have found the rapperhausen to complete our trio. And out comes R Truth. R truth starts rapping <laughs> his truth starts rapping his song until the Boogeyman pulls some worms out to eat. Then R Truth starts running around the entire arena screaming as Danhausen and Boogeyman lose two on three. So basically r Truth was supposed to be their partner, but he's literally running around the whole building throughout the whole match, screaming. Cause he's scared about the worms. Um, next week, they continue the search. Uh, as they've seen with Boogeyman reading app- they are seen with Boogeyman reading applications and Danhausen making calls on his '50s wire phone. Danhausen says maybe a rapper is not possible. John Cena is retired. r Truth is afraid of worms, and Macho Man's album is terrible and made zero money. And, they, and then they get a knock on the door, and they open it to reveal Santino Morella. And he says, I'm coming to check on my application. Did you see my resume? <laughs> uh, I've been in teams. I have uh, some rap experience, and I am not afraid of slithery creatures. And then he shows the cobra. Um, <laughs> Dan Howes and a boogeyman shrug. They run the match back, and Santino tries the Cobra right away to start the match, and then he immediately gets put in a chicken wing by Anthony Bowens and taps out, and Danhausen appears increasingly frustrated. They're in the office for the third week saying, Well, this is our last applicant, Harrison. If we don't win this week, we'll have no other option left in BBW. Um, and that week, he raps. Uh, Caster is on the way rapping to the ring. He says that he's tired of beating these clowns. It's almost as bad as DPW throwdown. Um, and then uh, Danhausen and Boogeyman reveal their partner to be Hillbilly Jim. Danhausen is trying to find Jim when they get outnumbered in the match, but Hillbilly Jim is walking by the front row, taking free food and beer from fans, and then they lose again. On the final week before St. Valentine's Day Massacre, they are in the office once again. Danhausen is talking to himself, saying, "We have exhausted all of our options in big baller wrestling." What can we do? We must think outside the barn. Hmm. That's it. The perfect idea, Hausen. We will search the Indies, and we will find the biggest star, and we will give him all of our monies. And we will make everyone love that Dan Housen at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And the attires are pretty typical. Dan Housen's wearing his... Typical stuff, Boogeyman is too. The Acclaimed are in their pink outfits that they always wear. And here's the Acclaimed's rap. I gotta survive it. So, yo! Yo, listen! Dan Housen's is so desperate, he left the arena. He about to get destroyed like New Orleans in Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> they know they're gonna lose. It's a matter of fact. They're like the Pelicans when Zion got fat. <laughs> and then they say, The Acclaimed has rock!
1: I'll, John, I'll give you this.
5: This rap was way better than
3: your first one. Way better. <laughs> I, was, I was I was, so scared about delivering that part. I was like, okay, I at least got to get some edgy shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the Acclaim does, too. They're not even good at rapping. They just say edgy shit. Uh, anyways, Dan Housen and Boogie Man come out to a roaring cheer, and Dan Housen says, hello, my loving fan Housens. I hope you're doing. And then he gets cut off by the, well, of the big show's music. And Shannon Sharp says, how did, how did he pull this off? How much money he got? This is the biggest star in the Indies. And Skip agrees. No doubt about that. He trimmed down to about 380 pounds, and he has been able to have a faster-paced offense. Pair that with the size, and it's a devastating combination. So, here's the spot. Stanhausen starts the match with Castor. Caster overpowers him, quickly alternating tags with Bowens and Rush. They hit a clothesline and uh, a German suplex combo for a two count. Bowens hits a spine buster onto the knees of Leo Rush. Bowens goes to lock in a single leg crab, but Danhausen reverses it into an insiguri, and then he gets that hot tag to the Big Show. Big Show runs into the ring and starts with a super kick party, hitting Bowens, then Caster and Rush as they run it. He then goes um, he runs off the ropes and hits a sling blade on Castor. And then he hits a corner drop kick on Bowens and a falcon arrow on Rush. They all scurry to the outside of the ring. Big Show joins Dan Housen and Boogeyman on the apron. And then the tequila song starts playing on the speakers. da 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 And they start doing their dance on the apron. This is like a Dan Housen signature if you've never watched. Uh, they start doing the tequila dance. And, and all three of claim to Fame run over and try to grab at their feet. But they kick away or dodge them. And the song stops, and they all simultaneously do front flips off the apron onto Acclaim to Fame. Even Big Show, Yes. <laughs> they throw all of them back into the ring, and then Big Show tags in Boogeyman. And Boogeyman hits a running power slam on Bowens. And then he does one to Caster on top of Bowens. And then he does one to Leo on top of Castor. And then Boogeyman tags Danhausen, who hits a frog splash onto the pile. And he starts to move toward a pin, and then he slowly looks over at the Big Show, and the crowd cheers. And then Danhausen tags in the Big Show, climbs up to the top rope, and hits a BME, the biggest moonsault ever, onto the pile. He throws Castor and Leo off of Bowen's and pins him. One, two, three. Question. Okay. Yes, Mike? Our truth Yes. Did I? I have him. Did I? I know I drafted him, but you can have him after this point. No,
0: I just looked at the draft. You did not have him.
3: I swear I had him. You I'm i looking at it right here. If you want to take a tax, you can. You oh. don't have our truth. I may have used him as a free agent before you drafted.
0: You just said you wrote it.
3: I didn't write this today. All right, well... It's not that uh, He
1: did have him. He drafted him 81st I, overall.
3: Wait,
1: I'm I, I literally
0: just oh, did five. I did fine. draft him. Yeah. Yeah,
3: you did. I just did the okay. fine. Okay, I, I I thought I looked like a real so ass. What though. number like,
0: did he draft him? And, 80 oh, he did. I see. There was a dash in there. Oh
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I looked it up without the dash. That was my
3: nah. bad. He's all yours after this show, though.
0: Well, that's fine. I have I just put used him on mine anyways, and no one said anything. <laughs> so Yeah,
3: I wasn't going you know, he's just using a build. He's not like even in the match.
0: No, that's fine. I I just wanted to. Oh yeah. fuck with you. Um. <laughs> he went, he was ready to tax the shit out. Of no, dad. I really wasn't. I was I was <laughs> fucking with him because honestly, I've made so many trades and like bargains at this point that I've already lost count of what they were. So I'm swinging at the fences. Um. A- anyone else can go give give their number now. Kenny.
5: All right. Uh, I don't even know what number one give it yet. Um, the recruiting part, it was funny. Uh, even though I, you know, I'm not a fan of Dan Housing, but that it sounds that like
1: you're funny. becoming a fan Housing.
5: No, no, I'm not. But uh, <laughs> that, that is not a fan <laughs> Nah, I, I don't like any of that shit. <laughs> But like I thought, the R two thing was funny, and uh, Santino Morella that was funny too. So I give you, I give you points for that. I do like the shot. I will give you points for the shot as well. Um, match was a little a little over the place. So I'm, I'm, I'm between two numbers. Uh, I'm just gonna go three point two five. That's what that's where I'm at. Three point two five. It well, was. Fan it it, it kept that. jumping up and down with me. Like it was like at one point it was like, one point it was kind of like like a two. Some points like four. So it was like kind of jumped up and down. A lot. So I'm going three point two five.
1: Um. So I like. I've liked the build a lot. I actually like the match a lot too. I I fuck with indie's big show. Um. So I don't really have any problems with it. So I'm gonna give you
3: a five. Let's fucking go. Five thousand does it again.
0: This is not oh. five. This is not five territory for me.
3: All your, all my human monies. Yeah, Mike, you can give it that four point seven
0: five. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. I'll take a four.
2: Good bargain. This is okay. I don't have a lot to, to say.
3: I'll give you a. 3.25. All right. And then we are to the main event. Y'all ready? Y'all that ready, wasn't finished? the main
1: event. It felt like a main event match. Oh
3: my yeah, God. I mean, so Indy's so... Big Show should be the main event. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> he did a fucking front flip. Hey, I didn't go too far with it, though. He did a front flip. Uh, he did a moonsault. He did, like, a sling blade, falcon era, Like He did, like, indie shit, but he didn't like doing, like, 450s or shooting stars or anything.
1: Yeah, and he used to be able to do, like, drop kicks and shit like that.
3: So, Indy's Big Show is materialized in the canon. So now, Indy's Big Show. Yeah. Uh, the, week <laughs> at, the week after the New Year's Eve special, MJF opens up Malice one week after shockingly sending John Cena into retirement. He comes out doing the You Can't See Me in the Word Life with his hands. He gets in the ring and he gets on the mic and he just says to the crowd, I told you so. And he gets a roaring boo. And he says, I told you that I was going to end John Cena's career. I told you that I am the greatest wrestler of all time. And guess what? I got more to tell you, so I hope you got enough pizza to gorge your stupid faces with while I deliver another prophecy. Last week, while I was getting ready to make history, Eddie Guerrero was crowned number one contender. The crowd starts chanting, Eddie! Eddie, MJF cuts them off. You know what? Why don't we bring him out here so I can tell him what I think of him face to face? The crowd cheers and Eddie's music hits. The crowd waits, but Eddie doesn't come out. The music stops and MJF acts surprised. He's like, I wonder what happened. My guess is another overdose. Let's check on our reporters in the field. And then the Ballertron shows Pete Gas recording on his phone as Rodney and Joey Abs beat him down, Eddie down in a gas station parking lot. They choke him with a gas hose and Pete grab gas, grabs the keys, and starts Eddie's lowrider. Rodney and Joey Abs hop in the back and gas speeds away. MJF makes like a fake, like sad face to the crowd. Um, and says, Glad he's choking on something other than his own vomit for once. Guess he can't make it tonight. Well, I guess you'll just have to hear my thoughts on this situation next week. Later that night, MJF is shown in his suite. And he gets a knock at the door. He rudely asks, who is it? And he hears an obviously fake voice say, room service. And he gets angry. He he angrily gets up to answer the door. And it's Eddie who immediately starts throwing hands and taking MJF to the floor, punching him in the face. He throws MJF back first into the dresser and then slams a big TV down onto him. Um, Eddie kneels and says, next time, make sure those idiots take my phone. Because I'll take an Uber, I'll take a Lyft, I'll even take a taxi to come whoop your ass, S.A. And then he leaves the room. And in the hall, you see the Mean Street posse laid out next to a bat on the ground. Next week, Eddie comes out to address MJF. He gets a mic and says, Max, and I'm not doing an impression Freddie, because I came off super racist last time. <laughs> um, you know as well as I that there's no point in me getting on this mic and talking about how bad of a person you are. Every person in this building knows that water is wet and that MJF is a hijo de punta tanto del culo and everything else I could get away with saying on TV. What some don't know you are, Max, is unoriginal. You've been compared to many men in your career, whether it's The Miz's stupid haircut, Ric Flair's robes, or CM Punk's catchphrase. But there's one that they may not think of. A man known for lying, cheating, and stealing. A man who stops at nothing to get what he wants. That's right, Mio. I was you. I was a sicker, meaner version of you. The you that you look into the mirror and aspire to be. I may have cleaned up my act and changed my ways, but if you keep pushing the wrong buttons, Fato, you're gonna get the old Eddie. And the old Eddie, and he's cut off by MJF's music, and MJF comes out yelling, Shut the hell up, Eddie! I see you've still got the lying part down, because you haven't changed a bit. You may come out here, dance for these idiots in the crowd, say what makes them cheer for you, but you're no different. You're still evil on the inside. You pretend you've changed because you love the validation of the fans in these arenas, whether that's here in Atlanta Or online, on Twitter. You live for that validation. But let's talk about who you really are. You lie to these fans. Who else might you be lying to? Eddie, huh? Maybe your family? When was the last time you really spent time with Vicky? How are your kids doing? Have you met Shaw's new husband yet? Now, I don't even want to bring up cheating in relation to Vicky. That's too easy. Now, let's discuss Owen Hart instead. You cheated in your match with him and stole his opportunity to break out. And he's never going to forgive you because you'll never beat me. I could go on all night, but I know that you have some painkillers to get to. So I'll leave you with this thought. There is no old Eddie. There's just the same piece of shit addict there's always been. And he walks backstage and the crowd and Eddie are in disbelief at what he just said. Later that night, Eddie approaches Owen in the locker room saying, listen man, I know you're mad about what I did. I just need to know that you've got my back in all this. I swear I'll give you the first title shot and we'll tear the house down. (laughs) Owen says, this could have been my battle to fight, but you stole that. You're on your own for this one. And walks away. <laughs> Damn. He never forgave him. Oh, was he never did forgive him. I was about to say that. <laughs> Long-term story fellas. you said to embrace it, I embrace it. Next week, Eddie comes out to the ring. And he says, I've had a week to think about everything that MJF said. I don't want to lie tonight. Some of it was true. I could change my behavior. But deep down, I am still the same Eddie. And Max... This might sound like bad news for me, but it's way worse news for you. When you share the ring with me, you'll feel what it's like to share the same body and mind as the old Eddie. You'll feel 40 years of guilt, shame, and anger. You'll regret digging into these wounds as they are inflicted upon you. You will suffer as I have. I heard you're not in the building tonight, and frankly, Max... That's the smartest move you've ever made. At St. Valentine's Day Massacre, these two hands are going to be your worst nightmare because, and then MJF pops up on the Ballertron, appearing to be in the back of a limo, saying, Wow, Eddie, that's really deep. I too have heard college slam poetry. Anyways, I have a special surprise for you in the Ballerverse tonight. He t- tells the driver to stop and he continues. I know you've struggled a lot in life, and I just wanted to show the Guerrero family just how much I care. Follow me. He gets out of the limo, walks up to a house's front doorstep. Eddie screams in the mic. Eddie screams in the mic. Max, leave my family out of this. Come here and fight me like a man tonight. MJF laughs. (laughs) Welcome to MJF Cribs. Today we'll be touring the home of Eddie Guerrero. And he opens the front door. In the living room, the mean street posse are watching Malice with their feet kicked up. Um, Eddie drops the mic and runs out of the ring. MJF keeps going. Now let's look at the kitchen, shall we? He opens the fridge and says, no beers? Ah, Eddie must have drank them all in the 20 minutes he was home. Nothing good in here. Let's check the cabinet. He opens it to to reveal Vicky Guerrero tied up. And he says, nothing good in here either. Let's go check the master bedroom. As he... as he walks in, he says, Now, I know there's not much going on in here, but maybe we could find some skeletons in his closet. He opens the door to a walk-in closet to show his two youngest daughters tied up. And he says, No skeletons, but if Eddie takes another two years to come home, maybe they will be. And he shrugs. Let's check out the backyard. He opens the door and steps out to the back, and you see Shaw Guerrero and Aiden English. They're married. Um, <laughs> Tied up, <laughs> make sure like if I said Aiden English is there with no fucking context, it's like, Why the fuck is Aiden English there? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> no, was just, was true, I would have said that. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's married, married Daddy Guerrero's daughter. Um, tied up in lawn chairs, trying to struggle their way out. MJF keeps talking, A whole family reunion, this just keeps getting better. If only Eddie weren't so negligent of his family, maybe he could have gotten Aiden a wrestling job. And he kicks Aiden's chair down now. What kind of tour would it be without checking out the garage? And he he opens the garage and says, Wow, what a nice car you have. That trunk must be so spacious. You could fit a grown man in there. He opens up the SUV hatchback to show Chavo tied up in the back. And he punches him a few times. He says, And now for the grand finale. He, He opens the garage door and steps out front. The mean street posse step out the front door. MJF looks into camera and says, "They're all waiting on Uncle Eddie to come save them, and like usual, he will fail." And then, um, sorry, I lost my place. Ah, there we go. I was hoping to Chris Benoit in there. Chris- <laughs> That's what the big reveal. In, going- in, in the home gym. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I uh,
2: didn't like that joke.
3: Sorry. Uh, <laughs> any, uh, MJF. <laughs> li- was dark. <laughs> That's where we crossed the line. <laughs> MJF. Li- <laughs> oh, sorry. MJF lights a match, throws it behind him, and the screen goes black. Uh, on the week before St. Valentine's Day Massacre, it is, is advertised that Eddie and MJF will be meeting face to face. MJF arriving is shown, and everyone in the back is giving him weird looks as they're disgusted at how far he went. Eddie arrives this his family beside him to huge cheers from the crowd. After a match that night, uh, cameras cut to MJF and the Mean Street Posse jumping Owen Hart in the back. Eddie arrives, but he's too late as they've already gotten away. When the meeting finally happens, security is surrounding the ring and MJF comes out alone first. The boos are some of the loudest they've heard in history, like Roman after beating Undertaker-level shit. Um, Eddie's music hits to a big pop. And he's got the whole family in the low rider, but after he hops out, Chavo drives them back. Eddie gets in the ring, and they immediately have a stare-down as the music stops. MJF steps aside to reach for a mic, and Eddie smacks the mic out of his hand. The stare-down continues for a few seconds, and Eddie headbutts him and the crowd goes nuts. He double-legs him and starts swinging until security swarms to him. Eddie is knocking down guards left and right as MJF rolls out of the ring with a bleeding face. Eddie breaks away long enough to front flip over the top rope onto MJF and a bunch of guards. He then slams MJF's face into the announce table as Shannon Sharp cheers him off. Uh, he throws him into the barricade, and as security swarms him, the numbers overwhelm Eddie as he gets put into cuffs while MJF runs away. The logo shows in the screen cuts the black with Eddie screaming and getting taken away by the security in cuffs. All right, let's go to our attires. Um, so Eddie is in white tights with gold and black designs and gold boots. Uh, MJF is wearing a black and red rope with a Burberry trim. His tights are black with red designs. Alright, the bell rings, and Eddie pushes MJF to a corner and starts hitting him until the ref breaks it up. This happens a few times until MJF leaves the ring. Eddie follows the suicide dive and throws him in the ring. Eddie does the ten punches in the corner, followed by a monkey flip. Eddie hits a tornado DDT out of the corner. Uh, MJF pokes Eddie in the eye as the ref is pulling Eddie off him, and then he hits a European uppercut. MJF hits Eddie with a brainbuster, but Eddie kicks out at one. Eddie lifts MJF, up, MJF up for a super suplex, but MJF directs his body towards the ropes, and they both spill to the outside. MJF gets on the apron uh, to get in position for an Asai moonsault, but Eddie grabs him in powerbomb position off there and uh, runs with him into the barricade. So he basically like, picks him up like this and then runs over to the barricade and throws him into it. Um, like a crucifix toss. Yeah. and then um, Eddie sorry. and then after he does that he clotheslides him into the crowd Eddie breaks the count by going into the ring he climbs up to the top rope and then a front flips into the crowd hitting MJF later in the match MJF hits a Tiger Bomb backbreaker Uh, MJF hits a super backdrop off the top rope pin attempt and a close two MJF slingshots Eddie upward into the ropes Eddie hits a gory bomb, pin attempt, and kick out at two. Eddie hits the three amigos. Eddie goes up top, assumingly for a frog splash, but MJF pushes him off, crashing him into the outside. MJF distracts the refs as Mean Street Posse comes out, and they start beating Eddie down on the outside. Eddie is getting the better of them after a little bit, and by the time he re- uh, the ref n- turns around and notices... Um, sorry, Eddie's getting the better of them by the time the ref notices Eddie gets into the ring in time to break the count but MJF knees him square in the head as he's entering through the ropes he then pulls him through the middle rope and hits the heat seeker he hooks him for a pin but let's go at two giving a sixth crowd MJF then climbs up to the top rope hits Eddie's signature shimmy and then hits a frog splash on him and pins him one two three after the match, um, MJF and the Mean Street Posse quickly leave as the booze rain down and the crowd becomes more and more volatile. Um, Eddie starts to get up and the crowd cheers him to his feet. Down the ramp to no music comes Owen Hart moving quickly. He gets in the ring and gives Eddie a hug to a big cheer. Eddie, and then you can hear him un saying, Eddie, it's okay, it's okay, brother. And he helps him up to the ramp and he raises Eddie's hand on the ramp and the crowd cheers. Right after this happens, Eddie uh, Owen grabs Eddie by the head and then he throws Eddie off the stage into the uh, tables and electrical equipment for a small explosion. and The show ends uh, with Owen Hart walking slowly backwards into the curtain with Shannon Sharp screaming, Not like this, damn
2: him to hell, damn him.
3: <laughs> is up for I, I hate your
1: Shannon Sharp. <laughs>
2: This is good. I, like
1: I, hate your, I hate your Shannon Sharp impression, but I loved every other fucking yeah. moment of this. Uh, kiss me, you Kiss me, you beautiful bastard. This is a fucking five.
0: This is a five as well. I'm, I'm not yeah, going to hide five.
1: it. It's a yeah, five. you know
2: what? I'm going to give you a five as well.
0: Let's go! <laughs> not kay, Kay, don't, don't be the hater thing. here. And
1: MJF was on some villain, villain shit. He committed multiple felonies. I'm here for it.
5: I agree. I gave I gave you a five, but just that's remember funny, when I had somebody torture somebody's family, you said, "Oh, this is well, weird. Well, here's you the thing. I think he's. You made you Jeff Hardy beat his
3: family. own family. MJF. <laughs> if if JTG had beat up Jeff Hardy's family, that would have been one thing. But you made Jeff Hardy beat his own kids on TV. <laughs> no, because that's that's worse though. <laughs> it is, but it was uncomfortable. But he Kenny,
1: Kenny didn't go far enough. Kane, them kids. <laughs> Kane, them kids.
5: <laughs> I'll just say, I just want you to remember that when, when I had somebody in their family hey, tortured and you were like, this isn't right and now you're you like, know, it
3: wasn't because it wasn't right it was just the way you did it made me uncomfortable because Jeff was beating his own family <laughs> but yeah, that's my show I'm All glad right. I ended it on that note So uh, I also
1: like him using the frog splash to win
3: yeah, especially when he lets go after the heat seeker that was some SVR06 type shit yeah.
0: This is the part of the show where we do plugs, it, so let's start with little uh, Fudge. You have anything, <clears throat> Bad Guy?
5: Um, check me on the Bad Guy Spoken Podcast on YouTube. Um, I'm Bad Guy Spoken on every every, every social media as well. Um, yeah, that's
0: it. Travis.
2: Uh, follow me on all social media at I am Travis T. That's at I AM on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram.
1: Damon. i I between and TikTok. And so follow me on both at Dumb Money T13, D A M O N E Y t 13 Y T the number one, the number three. Uh, follow me.
0: You find me on Twitter, HiFi underscore Mike. Find me on TikTok, HiFi and Mike. You can find all the shows on the T13 Media Network on our website at T13media.com. That's the letter T. The number one, three spelled out, media.com. Uh, and give us fives on Spotify and Apple. If it's not fives, I don't want it. Fuck off if it's not a five. And Dumb. that... Don't, don't be a
1: Travis. That is book it. <laughs> That's book it. See ya.
0: Bye. <laughs>